First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Welcome to Love Alexi. My name is Alexi Wasser. I'm your host. This is my podcast. And today's episode is brought to you by Teamy Blends. So Teamy Blends is this incredible tea detox that I'm doing. And uh, here's the thing. I Lately, I've been eating a lot of food that's bad for me. I've been really lazy. I've been eating like sandwiches and pizza and tacos and any candy. Just anything that's just like not healthy. I've been eating it lately. And I got so lethargic. I was like, oh my God, I'm exhausted. I'm like bloated. I just want to do like some kind of reset. I want to treat myself better. And how can I do it? Where it doesn't like uproot my life and it gets all complicated. And that's when I discovered this thing called Teamy Blends. Um, And I'm doing their 30-day program, which is like super easy. All I have to do is drink two drinks a day. In the morning, I drink a thing called Teamy Skinny. And every other night, I drink a thing called the colon cleanse. How dare you? Anyway, um, and it's wonderful because it's like people are human. We all eat pizza. We're all going to like have cheat days or whatever or like fall off like our gluten-free macrobiotic vegan path we've pretended to try to set for ourselves in our weird Instagram curated life. But uh, we are human beings. We're fallible. We're going to eat unhealthy. So it's nice to have this really super simple option to get us back on track and feel healthier. And it's not so much about weight loss, although I have been noticing weight loss, you know, drinking Teamy Blends tea. Um but it's about like another wonderful byproduct is suddenly my brain fog has been lifted. I don't feel so lethargic. The bloating has gone down. I just feel energized and I just feel like I'm, uh, I'm taking care of myself and, uh, and that's, that's making me happy. So if you guys are interested in, uh, in doing a detox yourself, go to teamyblends.com and you can even enter discount code lovealexi for 15% off any order, $29.99. And uh, yeah, another thing I learned about uh, detoxing and uh, stuff about your colon, if you must know, is that foods and like the toxins from these foods that we eat stay in our body for years and years and years and years, and that the average person uh, has 10 to 15 pounds of these toxins in their colon. Ew, isn't that gross? So, you know, if you want to shed some LBs, if you want to get your life back on track, have another, (laughs) get that bounce back in your step, that twinkle in your eye, feel a little bit lighter, 
A little bit tighter. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I don't know. Check out Teamy Blends. It's working for me. Anyway, also check out Lisa Orkin's new podcast called Project Woo Woo. O-M-G. Okay, so I'm loving Lisa Orkin's new podcast, Project Woo Woo. It's crazy. It's like it's like Andy Kaufman meets Oprah. Uh, and here's what happens. So Lisa has her hilarious actor and comedian friends play her favorite people in self-help, spirituality, plus like famous writers and philosophers. Anyway, you just need to listen. Uh, she has a chat with Marianne Williamson and Carl Sagan, and she interviews Eve of, uh, you know, of Adam and Eve. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's entertaining. You learn a lot of stuff. Plus, uh, I don't know. Lisa Orkin's just super real. She's wacky. She's kooky. She's vulnerable. So if you want to check that out, go to projectwoowoo.com and listen. Um, yeah. But now back to my show. Uh, today, my guest is comedic genius Doug Lussenhop, a.k.a. Doug Pound, a.k.a. DJ Doug Pound. Listen, Doug is a comedian, a musician, a writer, an editor. He has a podcast that I've been on that I love called The Poundcast. He also has a show you need to watch. Google immediately. It's called Pound House. Doug stars in it, writes it, directs it, edits it, and it also features all of the best uh, minds uh, in comedy, all the greatest actors. So please tune into that. You will not regret it. Doug is also going to be going on a comedy tour. You want to go and see one of his shows? I think you do. You can find Doug. Uh, at the Adult Swim Fest on October 6th in Los Angeles. You can see him on October 11th at the Knitting Factory in Brooklyn, New York. October 12th at the Good Good Comedy Theater in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. He's going to be doing three shows there. Uh, You can see him on October 13th at the Drunken Unicorn in Atlanta, Georgia. October 14th at the DC Comedy Loft in Washington, DC. And for anything and everything else, Doug Pound related, visit his Instagram at Doug Pound for videos, show dates, just uh, your daily dose of Doug. Anyway, um, yeah, this is a great episode and here's why. Because it's so honest, raw and forthcoming that I almost didn't want to release it. But you know what? Not only am I releasing this episode of my conversation with Doug, but I did not edit anything out. I didn't edit anything out. It, it starts with us, uh, you know, talking about Burning Man because Doug had just gotten back from Burning Man, and I wanted I wanted this episode to be like an exploration of Burning Man and like everything he experienced, what he noticed, just to, you know, because I've never been to Burning Man, I might never go, but I wanted to put a magnifying glass over Doug's experience so I could uh, decide, and you guys could all decide if it sounds cool to you, if you want to do it as well, whatever. But from there, it opened up to a conversation, as per the usual, uh, about love, dating, lots of stuff, creativity, feeling stifled, um, bad habits and relationships, uh, just so much stuff. It's, it's, it's a long one, and uh, I'm so pleased. This is one of my favorite episodes, so I really do hope you enjoy it. Uh, I do want to say, you guys, if you like this podcast, if you like the Love Alexi podcast, subscribe on iTunes, rate the show, leave a comment. We should definitely be friends on Instagram at Alexi Wasser. Um, the Love Alexi podcast is an independent podcast, which means uh, I'm not on a network. So if you want to support the show, if you want to advertise, send uh, your advertising inquiries to dearlovealexi at gmail.com. If you want to donate to the show financially and uh, support it so we can buy more equipment and keep it going, 
that would be wonderful. You can uh, subscribe to my Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Alexi, or what's even easier and cooler, you can always make a donation via Venmo at Alexi Wasser. Any and all donations are appreciated. Oh my goodness. Um, That's always exciting when I wake up and I check my email and it's like, you got a Venmo, whatever, from whoever, wherever. And I'm like, oh my God, what a great day. I'm going to keep doing the podcast. Anyway, um, yeah, other than that, I had a very lovely week. Uh, We talked about it in this episode, but I was on the precipice of taking a trip with the boyfriend, with my boyfriend, um, and I went on the trip. Uh, I just got back from Two Bunch Palms, this desert oasis, this magical getaway in uh, Desert Hot Springs, went there for about three days to celebrate my six-month anniversary. Can you have a six-month anniversary? It doesn't anniversary mean a year. Anyway, whatever. We celebrated our six-month anniversary. The place is so lovely. It's so meditative, uh, except for the drinking. Uh, you, all, you, all you do when you're at Two Bunch Palms um, is walk around in a robe, swim in a pool, um, drink alcoholic slushy drinks, watermelon slushy drinks, or at least that's what I did, uh, Moscow mules in the pool. And you can also soak in these natural uh, mineral pools that are all over the property. That's why people go there. It's a natural mineral spring situation, baby. And it's fantastic. And uh, my skin healed up. Um, you know, I had wonderful drunken conversations with my boyfriend, which only made us closer. We got to know each other better. There's nothing better than that. Um, anyway, got a couple's mud bath, which... People talk about Two Bunch Palms having this this mud bath you can do. This mud bath, couples mud bath experience, treatment, if you will. So we did it. You know, it's the second time we've gone to Two Bunch Palms. We get in the mud bath. Um, uh, The mud is very hot. It smells foul. It's not good. But you're like, okay, it's like I'm detoxing. I'm on this detox kick, you know? We get in it. We're both like naked. You have to like get into the mud like you're, you can't put your foot in because your foot will be burned at the bottom of the mud bath because it's like, it's so scorching hot at the bottom. You're not supposed to touch it, but the mud is so heavy that you will float in the mud. You won't hit the bottom. So you have to enter with your butt first. So you have to like hoist yourself in naked, like using the strength of your arms to hold the side of the tub to lower your tush into the mud and my God, uh, seeing my boyfriend do that, that's vulnerability. That is intimacy. Because I thought he looked like, like Jeff Goldblum in The Fly or something, some kind of something. I haven't even seen The Fly in a long time, but like we were both just like, ooh, like trying to get into this mud. And then you're like soaking in mud. And I actually think that the mud at Two Bunch Palms is, I think the mud bath is a prank that they're playing uh, on the guests. Because first of all, I know for sure, they don't change the mud out. You're like dipping in used mud. And I don't know. I don't know when they change the mud. I don't know how they can change it. I don't know if, how, whenever, where. Like, I don't know if they've ever changed it. I don't think they do. But that's just me saying that. Allegedly, they don't change the mud, according to me, okay? But more importantly, I think it's not really mud. I don't think it's detox mud. I think it's cow manure or some kind of manure. It's not good. It smells horrific. You get in there, it stinks. You get out of there, it looks like you're covered in shit. 
and then you shower with your significant other or whoever, like, you know, so my boyfriend and I are like showering, we're like naked. I was like, you know, uh, just like heaps of brown, thick, weird, clumpy, smelly mud falling from every orifice uh, on him and me. That's intimacy. So we're showering it off. And then like hours later, we like still reek. We're like, oh my God, you stink. No, no, you stink. We stink. Anyway, um, oh God, I don't even like the word stink. I never use that word really, but when, when in Rome, had to be used. Um, so we did that. We got a couple's massage. That was sweet and cool. Have you ever gotten one of those massages where you're like just starting to, like they're just starting to touch the right parts, like the parts of your body that are like screaming for attention, silently screaming for attention and need. And like the person you, you're, you're like getting a massage from is like touching every other part of you that doesn't really need as much attention, but it's all, it's nice to be touched. It's never bad to be touched. It's like a churro, like even a stale churro is like a churro, but you know, a chewy, nice, you know, fresh, warm churro is better than a stale one, but whatever. I don't know where I'm going with this, but yeah, like right towards the end, it was just like this kind of like weak, soft massage, which I was like, I was kind of, I was kind of into actually, because sometimes I'll get a massage, you know, and this is like a, a treat to get a massage is a, is a treat. If I didn't pay for this, it's a nice gift from the boyfriend. Very sweet. I'm just grateful to be there. Not covered in mud anymore either, even though that was a treat as well. But uh, sometimes I'll be like, I, I'm tough. I want a really hardcore massage. I want you to like, just be, I can take it. And then I'm like in such excruciating pain during the massage that I'm like, what is this? And I'm like tensing up and it's like doing the opposite of what a massage is supposed to do, which is like relax you and loosen you up and like attend to your muscles needs or what have you. So this one was kind of like soft and cozy and this lady was touching the right spots, but she, she didn't touch the super right spots, but that's fine. I'm not talking about my private. I'm talking about like the, the parts like, I don't know, I had lower back pain, whatever. So I, but I did almost fall asleep a few times. That was lovely. I'm just giving you the highlights of Two Bunch Palms. Um, I really, uh, they should be sponsoring the podcast. That's for sure. The amount I'm going on about them, except for the whole manure, uh, you know, debacle, covert conspiracy I have. Um, anyway, listen. You know what I did this week. You know where to find me on social media. You know all the stuff to do. Uh, I think let's get to it. Please enjoy my conversation with comedic genius, Doug Pound. Is it okay if we just jump right into it? Let's go. We're going. Okay. And, and Look how simple this is. It's I just know. a couch. It's cozy. We get cozy. Like at mine, I have to have all this mixer and a laptop and all these headphones and headphone splitter. Well, your thing is so professional. My thing is like... I like this. Oh my God, let's get this co- is cozy. But get, as, are you sure you're cozy, though? I I'm think like so. The neurotic girl How trying do you to make face it. face each other on this couch, it's, though? Is this good? Like this. This is great. Is it? Okay. Is my level good? I think so. Here, listen. <sighs> One podcast for another. Can't wait oh, to wait, start I this can... podcast. Oh, do you want to wear I them? Uh, I'm going to take them back, but how do the levels sound to you? Living yeah. our life or just living our life? Oh, it sounds life? great. Yeah? yeah. Okay. 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 Oh, my God. All I right. was just listening to your podcast. Um, oh, no. Which one? I'm like paranoid and freaking out. Well, I like it. I like to, I listen to them all pretty much. You do? I mean, not You're like not like all of them, okay. but like it's in it's in my, my podcast app and, I, and I, I listen. You do? Yeah. Which one were you just listening to? It was the one where it was just you taking... 
um, emails. Recently? I think so. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was recent. It was a newer episode. It's a lot of talking. It's, uh, well, it's a little too much talking. I knew it! <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's a podcast. What, are you supposed to have silence? Wait, open this up. Uh, referring to Doug's cup. Oh, are my feet stinking? No, no, no. I'm just going to give you uh, water. <clears throat> Hold on one oh, second. thank you. Sequoia cup. Exactly! See, only a podcaster would know to do that. All right. Okay, let's get... Oh, wait. Let's get grounded in our truth, living our life. No, I like I like listening to anything that's like... <laughs> self-helpy kind of... Not self-helpy. Like, that's a weird way to make it sound, but... Like stuff with feelings and... Stuff with feelings and... Looking within and making yourself better. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. I just got the artist's way, which took me like 37 years to get because I've always been like too embarrassed to get it. Have you heard of this book? Yeah, it's on my book list. Yeah, I was like, my mom had it when I was growing up. Other people who have been on my podcast. Did you finish it? I just started reading it. And like somebody like months ago on my podcast who I respect was like, you got to do the artist's way. And I was like, well... Like, uh, no, I'm not ready. And then the other day I just woke up and I was like, I have to buy this book. Like, I don't know what happened. I think I've been feeling so stagnant lately. I've just, I don't know if you have too, or if it's in the air, if it's just me, maybe it's just me. <laughs> well, I've been feeling stagnant and uninspired. Like I'm not doing enough. Like my life is wasting away. Like I'm not contributing. I feel I'm not, the same way. Do you? But like, I went to Burning Man. Now I have a burning desire I'm inspired and I'm ready to kick ass. Tell me everything about Burning Man. And then we're going to go, this is going to be. Well, finish what you were saying. Well, no, I mean. Plus, you know, no one, does, do people yes. really want to hear me talk about Burning Man? They, I mean, the questions I'm going like to ask. an insufferable topic. No, the questions I'm going to ask, my enthusiastic responses, my squeals, my no way. Oh my God, really? Like that's going to happen a lot. And then, I don't know, it's my podcast. People are going to like it. So. Okay. Are you judging my tight thighs? I mean, my <laughs> tight, my tight pants. Are, okay. Um, well, I guess when you were saying you like uh, self-helpy stuff or like whatever, looking within. That's yeah, that's on that. my list of um, of books to read. I don't really, I don't really read a lot of self-help books. I don't. You know, it's a lie. Never mind. I do. Yeah. I like to read books about adventure and people overcoming obstacles, obstacles. or like biography kind of things. But, I like uh, that too. It's weird. The fact that I bought that book, I think it's because I got to this point where I was like. Something. So you're being stagnant. You seem like you're kicking butt. I do? Yeah. Why? And then we'll talk about you. I listened to your podcast and you're like, I texted you this morning. You're like, I just ran back from an audition and I was doing this and I'm doing that. And I'm having girls night out and I'm doing one-on-one things with um, my big sister program. Oh, God. You're doing a lot. Oh, my God. But maybe it's never enough. It never is enough. I don't know. I don't know. I know the feeling, though. Well, well, I'm going to move away from Artist's Way for a second to like, okay, so you're feeling this way. By the way, everybody, this is the last minute podcast. It was a very exciting day. Uh, It's a Thursday in Los Angeles. I wasn't planning. Yeah, I'm like, I was out at lunch and I got your text and I came straight here. I wasn't even. You're a bit sick. You almost didn't do it. You said you're a bit sick. I was like, I'm not scared. You're a bit sick. And you said you didn't, you didn't, you're not scared. I'm a little scared. I said, (laughs) I was like, oh, I was like, he probably won't. He'll probably flake. It's Los Angeles. Like, we're not going to really do this. And then, no, I flaked or I, I didn't really flake, but I think you asked me to do it a few weeks ago. Yeah. And I couldn't do it. So I don't want to be, I don't like to push things off. Yeah. 
That's one thing I do think I do follow through with stuff. Yeah. I don't like to have it floating out there. I like to get it done. You like to get it done. Yeah. I don't like having... That's the stress in my life is knowing that there's something there, project to finish or something. Oh, my God. Do you have to Having make, it looming over your head. Do you have the, a to-do list every day and then you cut and paste it? When you don't do it, you just cut and paste it to the next day because we're freelance people. So you can just like... I'll have a whole list of things to do, like write this thing, write these two articles, write that movie, go do whatever, blah, blah. I don't touch any of it. I do nothing. And then I just like cut and paste it. Well, my problem is I can't stick with um, any kind of regiment. Yeah. I'm bad with that. Like I'll get into a habit of doing um, a list. I wake up and I'll have a list of stuff, but I'll handwrite it. And... And then I'll be good at that. And then something will happen. I'll go like camping for a weekend and I'll come back and it'll just like erase my good habits. And then I come back and I forget. And then like a few weeks later, I'm like, why don't I do those lists? Remember when I was doing those lists? Yeah. Like I am like the, I like have the memory of like a goldfish. A goldfish. What's your astrological sign? I'm actually a robot. I'm not even here. I'm just this is the, another version of me. Okay. Uh, trying to do the podcast. I'm in... Uh, okay. No, but I would, I would write the list down of my things to do. It feels so good to just cross those out. That's my favorite thing to do. That's all I do. I have like blank journals. I don't copy and paste of- though, but I'll, I'll keep it on the same sheet. Yeah. And I'll just write below it. And, but I'll see this, the words above that are not done. Should I close that? Is this bad for sound? I had it open. It might be boiling. I think it's fine. Are you sure? The sounds of the city. Sounds of the city. It's like a texture, a layer of uh, When people complain about, oh, there's a lawnmower in the back, it's fine. Because, like, that's how life sounds. That's how life sounds. Yeah. And it's not even that loud. It You're isn't. on a little side suburban street. It's true. Um, wait a minute. Wait, side note of a side note. When people ask you what you do, what do you say? You do so many things. And how do you pronounce your actual last name? Because I'm so afraid of it. <laughs> You're Doug. I, I call you... Doug Pound? Because I call everybody by their like Instagram well, handles. I don't even lately. know how it's pronounced, so I just say Shut Doug Pound. What is your how what how do you pronounce your name? You well, are, my you, parents call it Lawson Hop. Your name is Doug Lawson Hop? Lawson, like L-U-S-S-E-N-H-O-P. But I think it's Lucen Hop. Like if you go back Are to, you fucking with me? I'm not no. Doug potentially Lucen Hop. I don't really care Lusenhop. how you pronounce it. Okay. Right. As long as you, you try to it doesn't really care. It doesn't really care. It doesn't really care. His last name doesn't really care. Okay. So we're podcasting. Okay. Let's start the podcast. This is great. Okay. So what do you tell okay, people you start. do? Okay. Let's start now. Well, that does, that, that's happened recently because I meet a lot of people at Burning Man. Right. Shit. I'm talking about Burning Man already. I can't wait. I know. I want to talk about Riot. Are we allowed to talk about dating? Um, like sometimes we- I, it depends. If I'm in an Uber, I'll say. Okay. <laughs> You got to lie because you don't want to talk. Oh, my God. I haven't done that. But my friend Jordan does that. He lies. I don't. And then you get stuck in this horrible conversation. I kind of just say, I mean, my main bread and butter, I guess if I look at the pie chart of what my income is, I think that made most of my money as an editor. So I'll say I'm an editor. Um, But sometimes I'm a writer. Yeah. Sometimes I get money for making music sometimes. And sometimes I'm a performer and I make money doing that. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I do. You make films, you make TV series. <laughs> Most of my work I do, I get no money for. But you love doing it and it's so great. Yeah, because you got to do it. You got to do it. What are you most proud of of all the things you've made? And then we'll talk about Burning Man. Of everything I've ever made? Yeah. Like, what are, like, what are your favorite things you've made? 
that if you know if you died today or somebody was on their uh, deathbed, probably this web series Poundhouse I did. It's the greatest. I like that. You wrote it. Direct, oh my god! Well, garbage truck. I did it with Brent, my friend Brent. Sound of the city, Brent. Weinbach. That was a loud truck. That was a very loud but truck. I, don't, I think that's a rare. That's not going to have an all occurrence. It yeah. adds a little spice to the track. Jesus, you have a podcast. With my podcast, I do it in silence and I add this ambient sound. You I put, liar! I put crickets and grasshoppers and cicadas back there. You guys, I was on Doug's uh, <laughs> Doug's podcast. People loved it. I mean, I got yeah. To, did they? People liked it. I they, think they I, liked it. Okay, good. But so in Brent... My podcast is a bunch of boys, and I think your listeners are a bunch of girls. That's not true. <laughs> How dare you? But uh, wait, what's the name of your podcast? The Poundcast. The Poundcast. The Poundcast. And uh, oh my God, he's coughing, coughing everywhere. I feel like, and uh, I feel honored to be here because I don't know, I don't feel like I'm that much of a notable person compared to some of oh, these people. Oh, shut yet. up. That's We're just true. friends, and it's like, thank you for We're the f- honor, but really? You we, want me to be on here? I want you to be here. I want you on my couch. Uh, I got nothing going on. We're barely... We could be better friends. <laughs> we could be better friends. You have a lot of stuff going on. You're a creative genius, uh, you know, and after you're on this podcast, baby, That's uh, true. everything's going to change. Um, okay, so you don't want to talk about dating. I got it. I'll um, talk about dating. When did I say not? Because I was like, oh, it's something about Raya, and then you went back to Well, there are... Sp- did you say something about Raya? Before? I said something about Raya, and then you were like, you went back to the original question, which is good because you're. Oh, keeping... I straight up didn't hear you. Okay, okay. This is like how I talk to my boyfriend, where I'm like, oh my you god, jump around. I jump around, and then he's. It's confused. fine. Let's jump around. Okay, so. What do your listeners want to hear about dating stuff? I'm Let's hear do about it. Dating. Well, first, I want to hear about. Oh wait, hold on. So you're in the lift. I would love to editor. talk about dating stuff that's happening specifically to me right now. Would you but on a podcast? Maybe I shouldn't. Because I talked to my boyfriend. Okay, so here. What if they listen? Who, good, they should. This is like that. I mean, if you can't, okay, whatever. I, I'm, you guys, okay, back up. I'm, in, I'm currently in a text fight with my mom. By the way, this is all happening. Maybe both of us are so scatterbrained that we're gonna. It's gonna be cancel each other out. Okay, no, we're fine. We both are a podcast hosts. We know how to keep a thing moving. Maybe right. we just sound of the city. <laughs> um. Okay, hold on a second. Your favorite thing you're most proud of. Okay, I would probably say Pound House. But there's other things that I'm proud of. A lot of stuff I did with Tim and Eric, but you know that's not necessarily my work. But what do you mean? What did you do with them? Tell everybody as if they've never met you before, and, and like all the women who. Well, I, I worked on their shows, pretty much most of them. Uh, Tom goes to the mayor, and that's where that's where I start. I got my start. Tell us in all the about show you. business. I started as an intern with Tim and Eric in 2004, and then. I quickly rose the ranks into being an editor on their show, and then I was an editor and a writer on Tim and Eric. Awesome show, great job, which is a show on Adult Swim. Not, not everybody knows about. If you're in L.A. and you're part, if you, anyone that we know knows it. But once you get out and meet salt-of-the-earth people. They don't have a clue. They don't, they've never heard of that. They're like, oh, that sounds neat. I'm such a dork. That what? the guy that I'm dating, we'll call him my boyfriend. Um, I met him. We're at that wedding. You met him at the wedding. Mm-hmm. Just for like one second. For like one second. He's very tall and handsome, right? Of course. Um, oh my God, I didn't mean to mention the tall thing because I know on, our, on the podcast, I, when I was on your podcast, well, we I'm talked short. about height. <laughs> I totally don't. <laughs> I didn't. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
I'm totally cool with being short. I'm fine. <laughs> I had nothing to do with, with anything about your height. I'm just talking about, anyway. I recently met a tall, beautiful girl. Me? A different one besides you. Well, I didn't recently meet you. That's true. You know what she said? What? She said, I like short guys because they're smarter. I agree. <laughs> and they both better personalities are funnier. And we Because like, we have to suffer more. You have to so suffer So therefore, more? we have to try harder in life where these tall guys just waltz in. They waltz and in. they're like, sir, here's your CEO job. Take that office in the corner over there. Exactly. Meanwhile, you're like, look over we're here. Down here. Look down here. We're, we're down here. Over here. <laughs> <laughs> you got to develop a personality, have a sense of humor. Yeah. But uh, it's sick. It is. I actually <laughs> usually like it. I usually date short guys. So I'm doing this tall guy and he loves comedy. He loves going. He, he's, he's, he's like in a, he goes with a group of his other Whatever. He goes with a group of his friends. They go to comedy nights everywhere. Most of the time when I hear about him, it's like the worst comedy nights ever. I don't know where he's going. Sometimes he'll go to a good show, but I'm like, you know, and I'm not invited because it's all guys and they're going to a comedy crew and it's cute. Whatever. He has his life. Like Like here in LA. Here in LA. And then I'm like, cool. Have fun at your your comedy crew, comedy night, boys night, whatever. And he goes, see, see some comics. If it's a good show, this is where I become a dick. I'll know the people who are performing, but most of the time he goes to his comedy nights. Like where the improv or something like this. I don't like everywhere. Like he'll go to like good places too. I can't even imagine where. Not that the improv is bad. Uh, There's plenty of great shows. Look, the comedy store. Just trying to get a a taste of the comedy store. The comedy store, but sometimes he'll go to like Bar Lubitsch, which I still don't Uh like. But but like sometimes there'll be a good comic there. But whatever. So he goes goes and has his life. He loves comedy. And then I'm like, cool. Uh, okay, do you want to hang out with me? Like, let's go hang out with a group of my friends. And all my friends are the best comedians in the entire world, and like the the geniuses of comedy. And I like feel so cool. Even that's all. That just makes me look really lame. The fact that I just said that, but I do feel because you know, like I went to like, oh, forget it. Never mind. This what? Is I, you know, so you hang around comedians a lot. Yeah, you're one of them. You're a comedy hang, genius. You fuckhead. I like to. Uh, you're one of them. I like to hang out with comedians too. Okay. And, and, <laughs> No, because... When are we going to start this podcast? It's fun because... I don't know what I was... I'm, I'm trying to convey an idea here, but okay. I've, I'm not sure how to say it. But it's different. Like, when you're hanging around with a group of comedians, it's... I kind of... I don't know. You can joke. You can, like, have this kind of, like, language and kind of, like, communication with them. And then you hang out, you go to Burning Man and you meet a new type of people and you try to like joke around and it like falls flat. Because they're so earnest. And there's something that like, I just couldn't, couldn't wait to get back to my people. Okay. Tell me everything about Burning Man. Why did you go? Who did you go with? How did you feel? How did it change you? Because we got to jump. Because you keep wanting, I keep feeling you like. Well, no, that's just what's on my mind because I just came back. Yeah, and you're all dusty. Your backpack, you came in. You guys, he came in all dusty. Oh, my backpack is still dusty. His backpack is so Burning Man dusty. I I was like worried. I washed everything except the backpack. Except I saw the backpack. I still use the backpack constantly. I didn't want to clean it yet. I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my God, dear Lord. Okay, here's what happened. Tell me everything. Why'd you go? You know Duncan Trussell, of course. He gets mentioned on every single podcast. Of mine? That you do. Well, the last, the last, last one I listened The last one I listened to, it was mentioned twice. But he has been there maybe once or twice. And many months ago, maybe around December or January, he said to me and my friend Johnny Pemberton, he said... Hey, do you guys want to go to Burning Man this year? I can get you tickets. He's part of a, a camp. There's like a, 
there's you can go by yourself and you can or you can go like with a camp and with a camp you usually pay dues and the camp provides meals and some kind of infrastructure usually a shaded you know chill out area you know they 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 sometimes they'll build an art car you can be part of like their whatever they're contributing yeah so whatever anyway i always like was intrigued by burning man and i didn't ever feel like I have to go there like, like I, I never was like, I must go. You know what I mean? I was like, well, if I ever get a chance, I might go. It sounds kind of interesting. Yeah. So I said, Johnny, what do you think? And he's like, yeah, let's go. We're like, screw it. Let's go. You know, oh, I'll, wait. I'll try anything once. I'm into like different experiences and getting out of my comfort zone, you know? So am I. But you guys were DJing Kate's wedding and you left for Burning Man at night well, yeah, so here's there. what happened. Okay, keep going. <clears throat> Duncan couldn't go. What? He didn't go. What? Duncan Trussell didn't go to Burning Man this year? Yeah. Had I still been dating him, I would have gone to Burning Man for the very first time this year. <laughs> well, you didn't because he got married yeah. to someone else. <laughs> <laughs> someone else I introduced him to. That's great. No, that's wonderful. <laughs> and um, I'm like, God. so what? Whatever. He's having a kid. He's having a baby. His wife's pregnant. He couldn't go to. He's Man. having. I, you guys can't see. I'm grabbing Doug's foot for Wait, the. Wait, you don't know time. about this? He's having. I don't know anything about his life. I've not seen him since. Oh, I thought you would read it in the trades. <laughs> <laughs> TMZ. I don't know. Read in the trades. He's having a baby. Yeah. So he. So whatever. Is he the point open, is? Is he in an open relationship? No, he's in a closed marriage. Oh, I don't know, because I don't know. Okay, so look, he, for whatever reason, he can't go, okay? So then Johnny gets a job on some sitcom, and now he's like, I can't go. I don't think I can go. Oh, my God. So I was like, well, I'm only going because these, I was going to go with these guys who convinced me to go with them. So I was going to, like, just not go because I didn't feel comfortable. But then I thought to myself... I should get out of my... This is really getting out of my comfort zone. This is too uncomfortable, I this think. This is really out of my comfort zone. Mm. And I'm like, I got to try that. I should do it. So I did it anyway. And my friend... Luckily, my friend James, who... who James? My him. friend James, who... He is sort of a... I've played dodgeball with him, and um, I've known him for years, but I've never really hung out with him. As like He's just sort of like been at... He's in the periphery of my friends, and he's always been a cool guy and I've never didn't really know him that well. Comedian, creative? Not a comedian, but he's a very creative um art department person. Okay. And he's been to the Burning Man ten times. So oh, he wow. he got Johnny's ticket. So I went with I did have a friend with me. In the car? Yeah, so he drove up with me. Oh thank God. And um he knew all the ins and outs because he this was his tenth time and he was all about it. So he gave me a lot of tips on, on uh, what to expect and what to prepare. And um, I don't, I don't, I, it's like, I'm trying to just, dis- it's kind of hard to describe the experience. It's just like, the experience is like, you're just, your reality is tilted and you're like in a different place. And it's not necessarily like the funnest thing ever. You're not like just having a blast the whole time. It's more like, it's not easy to get to. The, and it's like dusty and uncomfortable and it's like you got to build your little fort that you live in 
It's I like that. I like biking and camping, and that's what you're doing the whole time. Yeah. So we built our little forts, and then we like slept them in a in a all week. <laughs> and you go on these little adventures, and you find stuff, and you kind of. Um, I don't know. I don't like. Okay, hold on. I'm going to interject. Like, I need a question. No, I, I don't want to just start I d- talking no, about. I, no, no, it. It's I'm going to be boring. I know because I, I was going to interject, but I was Let's like, talk God. about girlfriends again. What'd you say? <laughs> I'll get my hands up. What did you just say? Let's talk about girlfriends again. I would love to. We'll go back right, right back to that because I don't know how much I, more of this I can take. By the way, I hope I don't sound bitter, or weird, or jealous about Duncan. Uh, I'm dating a hunk, and uh, Duncan's living his life to the fullest. I feel good and happy for everybody. <laughs> You absolutely do not sound bitter about that. Good. Well, I hope me bringing up the word bitter doesn't... I just... I <laughs> No, I just um, thought I would mention that because that's funny. you asked how it came about, and that's how it came about. You introduced him to his new person? <coughs> yeah. That's exciting. Wait, this moment of silence isn't because I'm weeping. <laughs> you guys who can't see this. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. Where were we? So here's my question. So what... Okay, this guy, James, what did he say you need to prepare? With? Like, what did he... He gave you the... Like what to expect? What are those things? Let's break it down for people who are like contemplating. Like this will be what people listen to when they're considering and making their decision if they're going to go to Burning Man next year. And my mom's been to Burning Man three times. Your mom's been there. My mom's been there three times. She did like mushrooms the first time wow. with her boyfriend. She loved, she. But when she came back, she came over to my house, brought me the map of Burning or something. Went went into the, my bedroom with me, sat in my bed, and was like laid out. Everything about Burning Man went, oh, my God. She's like a, an unself-aware aware version of me who's more annoying and more like whatever. But she's like, Alexi, oh, my God. You think you wouldn't like it, but it's the most magical, incredible thing ever. And, like, it all comes down to the thing, this art. And then you burn the art thing, and it's like a community. And it's like, how life could it be if it was everything was like just like she's so into it. But she, Yeah, she's too I understand, like, coming back asthma. and being super psyched about it. Yeah. And, um how that could probably sound annoying. It probably sounds annoying. Like, but w- w- I couldn't imagine anyone that I know wanting to go. No. Who, who would go there and not think it's amazing? Well, only, you, only if you're like a complete wet blanket, would you be there and think, Oh, this is lame. Well, she made it sound great to me, but then she was like, Oh, but she goes, but then she was like, Oh, it's a little too dusty. And she does have asthma and she already did it. And it's like, she, but she takes an RV. When I talked to Duncan about it, I remember like him telling me all about it and how wonderful it was and how there's like this camp that all they do is lie and they're just like the, like the camp of lie. I can't remember what that yeah, was. Yeah, it's the Department of Misinformation, the Bureau of Misinformation. So he had told me about that and he told me about what Burning Man is like and how you go to this place, uh, certain sections you can like see people like have an orgy and you walk in the thing and then there's like foam. He was just explaining all this dusty, chaotic madness and I was like, I think in that moment I was like, this is not the right relationship for me. Like this guy, I was like, I was like, I was, I was already in Hawaii meeting Ram Dass with him, which was like neat and interesting, but uh, like getting to know him way too soon into having met or whatever. But, uh, but uh, I was like, I don't know if this is for me. But then he told me he's like, oh, maybe the way you would like to do it is you come in on a Friday, you helicopter in like to a fancy place, and I'm like, is there a Starbucks? No, but he's like, you helicopter into a thing, and then you just helicopter out when you're done, and it's all fancy. And I'm like, that sounds like the way to do it. But I'm the problem. Like the the people like me who want to do it like that or like the venture capital, I mean like, are like the type of people who are probably ruining Burning Man who want, who are like fi- financier, venture capitalists, like angel investor, like yeah, people. That kind of takes the fun out of it. Yeah. Um, so I'm because <laughs> I know they call those people tourists. That's like, me. Like, I don't believe Oh, there. there's tourists there who like just sort of come in all comfortable. The thing about it that I, that is appealing to me is 
they have all these like tenants or like what are the tenets? rules? I, there's like Tell eleven it. of them. Tell okay, it. one of them is radical self reliance. So you you bring all your own stuff. Like you bring all your own food for the week. The only thing they really provide is porta potties. Oh, that's nice. Um, <laughs> they're they're sketchy, but like, um, and you don't leave. Like people are very like it's kind of like going on vacation, but you like you really earn it. There's no one like catering to you. Like here's your room service, ma'am. You you have to struggle to set up your tent or wherever you're going to live. And then once you get through all that struggle and pain in the ass of like bringing all your stuff and driving super far oh and God, carrying all this water and yeah. setting it up, then it's like, you feel like everyone just feels like they've earned it more. And then you bring something to offer. Like you don't have to bring something to offer, but usually people bring, they'll, if they're in a camp, they'll, they'll make an art car. And they'll drive around the art car and, you know, people can jump on it and like just something you, okay. you just keep going. Whatever. I don't want to. Dump truck is. Okay. Sh- Alexia is shutting the French doors. The French doors. Are you sure this is good? No, I don't know. This is not boring stuff because this is going to be, this episode is going to be like all about your Burning Man experience. It's going to be an examination of Burning Man. It's great. We're, it's all, it's fine. We're, it's There's be things about it episode. that are amazing that, that Stop yelling like, at me. people should like bring back to the default. Okay. So radical self. <laughs> they, call, uh, they call this world we're in now the default. Okay. <laughs> the default world. And that's the real world where you just were, right? Yeah, the or, real world. <laughs> or, the, or how it should be. Yeah. The, the default. I think it's kind of a jokey term. But tell me more of the tenets. okay. So radical you also, self-reliance. Also, you it's it's like um, a real leave no trace kind of situation where after you leave, you you clean up your area, and I'm talking down. You don't even leave a little thread yeah. or like a kernel of corn or like anything, anything even biodegradable. Yeah, like you're not even supposed to dump out water. Oh, really? In pure, crystal clear water. You're not even supposed to do that. You're supposed to haul everything out, all your trash. So, I don't know. I think if everyone in L.A. picked up one piece of trash a day, you know, you see something out in front of your apartment. Yeah. You pick it up. What if everyone did that? Wouldn't that be nice? It would be nice. (laughs) I'll do that in front of my building and then, you know, complain It's kind of like when you're living in the city, it's like, oh, well, the garbage man will take care of that. Someone else will take care of that. Yeah. When you're there, you learn that you take care of your own stuff and you take care of your neighbors. And then everyone seems to be like in a happier mood because it makes you more of like part of this community or something. It's weird. I've had thoughts like Because you're all contributing to this like greater thing and then you watch it burn. Community, right? Yeah. You're, it's like you really are part of this. You get this sense of community. I want to know more about the tenants, more about what your friend said you had to uh, prepare to get ready for Burning Man. But also, I mean, I've always felt that way. I don't know if you... Were you here in Los Angeles for like the huge earthquake? Like how long have you lived in Los Angeles? Since 2004. Okay. So no, but I'm like the Northridge earthquake. I remember I was like very young. I was born and raised here. And I remember telling my mom... uh, Because I I noticed a shift in everybody. Everybody was like so so community-oriented and was like, how are you? Or how are you doing? Are you okay? Or like, how can I help? And blah, blah. And like smiling at their neighbor. And I went to my mom. I I was like, mommy, 
oh my God, I wish everybody acted like there had just been a massive earthquake where we all could have died and we're all in this like together. Like I wish I could all have this vibe and, and attitude. I don't know, all the time. But then, you know, time goes by and you go back to your like, I'm only living for me and like me and my person. Or Yeah, I'm sure my buzz of Burning Man will fade after a few weeks, but... But you are buzzing because I'm, I'm confused. You're like, I'm happy to get back to my comedy community, but you did have like a profound magical thing. Like, what did you do drugs while you were there? I'm just going to jump in with questions. I did not. I mean, I did a half of, I did like a half of a Molly water. Half of a Molly water? <laughs> Who's Molly water? Did you make out with anybody or have sex? No. Seems like it'd be so dirty to have sex with Burning Man, but you'd figure it out. I didn't really try to do that. You've got your own problems. I don't know if we're allowed to talk about them. <laughs> Can we? Maybe. But Let me yeah, my, my experience was I wasn't all like, I wasn't feeling like all sexual and like horned up or anything. Yeah. Are you I usually? felt more like I just, I was just kind of like observing and checking stuff out. And you know, if, if I did meet a girl that like wanted to make out and cuddle or something, then maybe I wasn't like against it. Did I just wasn't that? out there like a shark, like I got to... Have you ever been like a shark? I think so, probably. Did you make out and cuddle with anyone? Any no. Other? You didn't? At Burning Man? Yeah. No, I did not. Um, I, did, I did feel oddly like dirty and dusty and like kind of, um, I don't know. I just wasn't in that like, in that zone. Did you bring lots of baby wipes? Yeah, you're baby wiping all day. I know. I carry baby wipes So that's one of the, the things time. he told me to bring was baby wipes. And he, my friend brought like so much stuff. He brought like, okay, he brought like a clothes rack with hangers, like so many, <laughs> so much clothes. He just brought like tons and he filled up my van filled. James? He brought, he brought like three times as much stuff as me. And I'm like, I go to pick him up and he's got like bins and bins and bins. And I'm like, why do you need all this stuff? Yeah. I just brought some clothes and some food and water. And he's like, trust me, you're going to want. Once you get out there, you're going to want all this stuff. He had brought all his tools. Outfit changes? Outfit changes, yeah. But like outfit options. But he brought a mirror to check out his look. Oh, that's good. This guy's really <laughs> thinking. Art department. So he was, uh, he, he was right to bring, <laughs> to bring way more stuff than you need. Yeah. And we brought, he brought a lot of tools. And one, one thing that like my thing I liked about it was like stuff was breaking all the time. Bikes were breaking. And we were like... We were like MacGyvering shit together all the time. Like a sense of purpose. Yeah, it's fun. I like I like I like fixing stuff when, when like tinkering with, with bikes and stuff yeah. like that. God, you are like marriage material. And there's like there's like big um, shade structures that you have to like pound into the ground and figure out like how, you're just always solving problems. It was fun to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. But like just taking drugs and looking at crazy lights. Um. I think it was such a sensory overload already. I didn't really want to like take drugs and go crazy. I kind of don't blame you. And I also feel like if you said you were feeling and it, a bit like, stagnant, it's too loud for me. It is. Yeah, I have ben my here. ears are. I have a bad ear. Why? It's it's. I have a I have a tinnitus in my in my ear. How did that happen? I got hit in the head with a ball. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. Who threw the ball? What ball? I'm not sure who threw it. <laughs> we got to find him. <laughs> was it a man? Was it a woman? <laughs> I happened? think it was a male. When you were a kid? No. Was this recently? Was this, this, this like a comedy like, dodgeball? Not, yeah, it was during dodgeball. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
but you said you were feeling stagnant before you left. Were you feeling, I don't know. I don't want to just project this onto you because I'm, I was, I'm feeling that way, but like, were you feeling a bit like an existential crisis kind of thing? Like, well, I've been, I feel that like all the time, but really, do you really, or is it a recent thing? Uh, because what's going on? Because I feel that way, and I feel like you feel that way, but I don't want to just tell you how you're feeling. But I'm just getting a taste of that. So you, I want, do you think I feel that way? No, because you you like said it a little bit, but I'm like, I don't want to just like be like, yes, we're the same. Like we're in this cubby hole of like we need something to like shift and change and like whatever. And I don't know. Well, yeah, I have my issues and my insecurities that I that I suffer with. Yeah, that I deal with. Um, and did going to Burning Man shake you to your core? Like, what happened there that make you said you felt like it, it gave you something you needed? And it turned well. You it's inspiring. There's Why? people make amazing sculptures and artwork and art cars, and it's kind of like throwing out all the rules of like your normal daily life. And what rules? I need specifics for people who are okay, on the verge well, of killing themselves. One of the tenets is it's, it's anti-commodification. Um, so there's nothing for sale. There's no like merch. There's just people doing, creating stuff to contribute for the good of the whole to make. Is that your fault? Is that mine? My bad. Unfucking believable <laughs> Who's it from? Who Who's is it? Carlos? Carlos wants to have coffee tomorrow. <laughs> and he did the coffee emoji. I think it's so cute when men do emojis. <laughs> oh, my God. Unbelievable. Ugh. Two podcasters podcasting and his phone goes off. Oh, boy. Major Am I going to sound like it? No, you're great. To work on this podcast. Fuck every- No, you sound wonderful. See, that's what I need to stop worrying about what people think. You know, I think I stopped worrying. And that's worrying. kind of like I did get a little bit of that. During Burning Man too, kind of don't care what people think. Good. You start dressing really stupid. You, d- I want to see pictures. Like you know, you should see some of my outfits I put together. Yeah, I think I saw them on your uh, <laughs> Insta stories. Yeah, I started wearing like necklaces and jewelry. Yeah. Did and, it like, feel good? It felt good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> more tenants, more things that help you. Shift. Okay, so anti-commodification. So you're not going to see like the Verizon tent presents. Whatever, like you will in like three years top or something. No, because you're not. It's not allowed. You're not. That's good. I mean, Doctor Bronner's had a like Verizon probably could have a tent there, but they can't. Burning Man doesn't pay anybody to perform. Like Diplo performed and stuff. But, he did. Yeah, but like I don't think he's getting paid. I don't unless. Who knows? Maybe he is getting paid, but it's not like, it's not like, it would be like a, maybe the camp raised money, whoever he DJed at to pay him. Yeah. But ostensibly nobody is getting paid. Oh, that's another. And no artist is getting paid. Everyone is like putting their own effort to make it a great experience to share. You and know everybody, what I mean? Everybody does share, right? And like- also you're not allowed, well, you're not, you're, you're, you're frowned upon to wear a logo of any kind of like no one I don't I didn't think I saw a single shirt that said like Nike. Oh that's good. Or anything. Yeah, so that's another reason why people like you see pictures of people there, they look all like weird. Well, looking weird and not wearing a like Nike logo shirt are different things. Well they go they go extra they with go extra they hard. They go extra hard with some of the fashion is unfortunate there. But you can you can make your own Style 
tell me more about tenants and things. Is everything free? Like there's a coffee area, but like you just like <clears throat> everything's free. It's that's right. You don't have to trade anything. It's not that it's free. You don't just go up and take stuff. Oh, you don't? You bring your that's own. That's what I would probably do. I'd probably get in trouble the first day. Um, well, like there's a schedule. There's a, there's a book that says what's happening every day. So you can go to this, go to this location. Who and makes have, this book and where do you get it? They'll when have, you, when, when you get there, they give you a, it's like a program. When you drive in, is when there only in, one entrance to drive into? Yeah. You drive in and they give you a book and it's like, there's an app too. There is? Yeah. See, I'm like any bit of information on Burning Man. <laughs> and on the app, you could pick what day and what time you are and be like, oh, right now they're giving out vegan tacos at this location. Let's bike over there. And then you go bike over there and then you, you get in line and you get those. And you're like, over here, they're doing a, um, a class on how to like tie up people and whip them. Really? <laughs> and it's all in the app and you get good service and everything like there's... Oh, the there's- app... There's no service. You download it, so it's like all in there. You know oh, what I mean? Okay. It's like so everything's all, pre-programmed. It's all like yeah. It's just like an itinerary of stuff. Okay, so this is how I. This is what it was like for me when you went to Burning Man. All right, I saw you at the wedding. I saw you at Kate's wedding. Mm-hmm. I was completely stressed out at that wedding. You were DJing the entire day for free, right? Yeah. Unbelievable. That's a huge commitment. I thought I was actually going to the wedding. I didn't realize I was just going to the the party. I was like, I can't wait. I can't believe I'm going to watch them, like the vows. I was like, I, I was like so into it. I was like way too excited. Nobody was like, oh no, it's just the party. I'm just happy I got to go to the party too. But like, but I was just talking it up to uh to my to my date to my boyfriend, being like. Then you it, get there and you're just like, uh, I even what? Wa- I even you walk- feel like bait and switched. I, I walked up to Kate. I'm like, did you already get married? She's like, yes, this is the party. And I was like, I was like, I can't believe this because like. <laughs> I, I was like, had this whole plan. I was like, uh, wow. Did she, like, did you have a, like a little bit of disappointment in your face? Not just, no, I was, I was still so grateful. No, I was still so grateful to be there, but I was like, in my head, I was like, wow, I didn't realize she thought we were so close. This is touching. I get to see her exchange vows to the man she loves, her husband. This is incredible. And then I was like, and I get to watch these vows being exchanged with my, my, you know, new boyfriend. So we can kind of get a, a, a taste of this romance and internalize whether or not maybe we'll ever get married and like, wow, our first wedding together. And then, uh, yeah. And then it was just the party. I felt, I was just like, oh wow. I'm so embarrassed. I got so excited, but I was still very excited. And then I see you. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but you know what I'm going to say? Kind of. I'm going to do it, touch on it lightly. Oh, I said I have relationship advice. You don't. You didn't have it. You wanted some for me. I wanted that. I wanted. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, I was gonna text you. I want some. I, I left. I left you on a cliffhanger. Yeah. You go. This is what. And you then did. I had to I run know. back to the but, DJ booth. But so you're like, I want some. I, you know, I was gonna call you. I was gonna text you. I want. I wanted some. Uh, you know, I need some relationship or dating advice. And I was like, dating advice. Oh my god, that's my favorite. Second to weddings. Second to Kate's wedding. That's my favorite thing to talk about. Can't believe this. And so, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, but I got a DJ. And I kept looking over the DJ booth. There you were. Never a break for you. I thought maybe Johnny Pemberton would like be DJing by himself so I could find you. I was keeping an eye on you all night. I was telling anybody who would listen, God, I can't wait to talk to Doug. I didn't say about relationships. I didn't. Don't worry. Uh, But uh, but I did tell my boyfriend. I was, and and I don't mean to say this, my boyfriend 70,000 times. I'm just excited. I haven't had a boyfriend in a long time. Um, Who mattered to me. Okay. So... Yeah, and then right as the music stopped, ran over the DJ booth. It was only Johnny and his girlfriend. And I was like, where's Doug? 
where is Doug? Uh, say it ain't so. He, he, he didn't leave, did he? Johnny was like, yeah, he's on his way to Burning Man. He like, you know, he left the minute and I was like, fuck, I can't believe that. Like, I had been waiting to talk to you the entire night. Like, that was like so exciting. I was like, I wow. really wanted to talk to you about this. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, Doug wants advice from me. How wonderful. I was like, I am so lucky that he would even want to know. So, uh, so here we are. So what do you need to know? Just kidding. You don't talk about it here. Well, well, <sighs> did, it, did it resolve itself or is it still in flux? You guys don't worry. We'll get to something. It's still in flux. It's still in flux. We can't talk mm-hmm. about any of this. You think they're going to listen? Yeah. Girls. Well, listen. okay. If we talk about it, I won't promote this. I won't be like, Hey, check out my episode of Alexi Wasser's podcast. That sucks. I need you to promote it. How many followers do you have? <laughs> How many followers do you have? All together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh god I don't even know If I want them To listen to this Anyway Because I'm Embarrassed about all this I don't I, I don't, I'm not an expert On Burning Man All I did was go once And I kind of Purposely Didn't even Know a lot about it I just I wanted to go And be like What is this thing Drop me into Another world Great And I, I experienced it And, and you, came back And you never have to Do it again right Or will you I go might ahead? go back I would I could totally see Wanting to go back And you do feel More inspired and oh, yeah, I came up? back feeling very inspired. Yeah? Yeah, it kind of, like, gives you a little boost of, like, yeah, let's go home and be better people and, like, make cool art and, like, go kick, let's go kick ass. Yeah. That's how you feel, like, when you leave out of there. You Don't feel, lose that. You feel jazzed. Do you feel it? And I needed that. Yeah. What are you going to make? Because, like, you know, I'm at this point in my life where I'm, like... <sighs> Where you just feel... No, I just feel like I shouldn't be... I'm 45. I should be at a different, more advanced level of my career at this point. But... That's how I feel. That's how you feel. But that's like a mind... But I'm probably just fine and I'm just never satisfied or something. No. Well, what do you want for your life? Like, what do you want? Like, start... Like, who cares how old you are? Like, you're actually very young. You know what I mean? And you're also the youngest you're ever going to be. I know, but you know how you start thinking about those things and then um, you go down that path. You compare yourself to other people and what they did mm -hmm. when they're a certain age. I'm like, I do the exact same thing. And that's what I've been going through. And I've been like, oh my God. That's why I like to listen to your podcast. It gets me out of those traps. It does? Really? My podcast does that? Because you're like, wow, Lexi's so old and she's still just doing it. (laughs) Just kidding. Is that why? (laughs) Oh my God. No. No. I hope not. Oh God. I mean, mean, it's just, it, it helps me... Listening to your perspective on things is very positive. What is that perspective? Because maybe I can't even hear or see myself clearly, and Just I need listen to, a little... to one of your podcasts. I know, but what am I saying? Like the advice you give to girls and stuff like that. Really? That's just loving. Mm-hmm. Okay, because this is what I was going to say to you. What? Because I even have books like that, and I have people like, or I'll like f- click on links that are like something at any age or you think you need to have done this by 45 or whatever, but so-and-so didn't write their novel that changed their life until they were 62 and like when they're a man or a woman or whoever. It's like, but all that aside, because that's like a mind shift. That's something that would happen at Burning Man or some kind of thing, whether you're on psychedelics or not, but like where you'd be like, oh my God, there's so many different ways to approach life. Like also it's so weird. I'm all over the place right now, but uh, sometimes I think to myself like it's insane. Like if you go to Hawaii or if you go to like some small beautiful town in like Europe or something and you're like what are we doing in this grind in Los Angeles and I love Los Angeles 
but it's like, it doesn't have to be this way. We're choosing, like you're judging yourself by not having met goals that nobody else cares about. You've set them for yourself. You might not even know what they are, but it's like some weird arbitrary success that like everybody else is worried, you know, Eric Andre is just worried about himself anyway. But I'm just like, (laughs) you know what I mean? It's like, it's like other people are just worried about whether they're successful, contributing to the world, uh, rising to their full potential or fulfillment or being famous or whatever the fuck and having lots of money. It's like, so all that's inside you. So all you have to worry about, I'm just going to keep talking. And by the way, I'm not totally super depressed about my age and like all this stuff, but those are like, I get flashes of that. And then I, then I come to these realizations of like, it's kind of like the, the thing when you're in yoga class and you, you think everyone is, you're like, hope I don't look like an idiot here. Or anywhere you're at, you're at a wedding. You're like, did I wear the right dress or something? Or does this tie look stupid? No one cares. Everyone thinks everyone. Everyone is thinking the same thing. If, yeah. if about everyone is thinking, what does everyone think about me? You know what I mean? No yeah. one. No one is looking at you. Yeah. Judging your dress, they're always they're worried about their own thing. They are, but then but then also. So it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. But I I'm good. I so. I, all I'm saying is. What I kind of what I just said. I'm not like dwelling. I'm not like all depressed and dwelling about like I'm too old to do this or that. But like you know, those are my insecurities that come up once in a while that I have to push back. I have those too, and it's and it's weird because what will pop up for me? I don't know if this pops up for you, or it's like I'll go. But where did the time go? Oh my god, how much hanging out did I do? And then you or like or or the thing that you thought was going to go, whether it's like if you sold a show and it didn't happen, you got close to a thing, and then you know. I don't know. I, I will. Uh, and then I have so many friends who are like so famous or very successful. So you're, you're immediately, and it's not normal by the way. It's like, like other people in like small towns or middle America, blah, blah, like they aren't constantly at get, get togethers and gatherings of people where it's like, you can compare your success to mm-hmm. somebody who's actually very close to you in your life or something. It is a bizarre situation to be in, but then all that aside, all that matters is like, you know, you can't go in the past. All that shit happened for a reason. That's all made you who you are today. I'm just I'm doing this for me and not really for you. But like, but then what do you want to do? Like still, like what makes I, and that's why I got the artist way because I felt stagnant because I'm like, wait, because for me, I'm going to ramble right now and then I'll throw it right back to you, I promise. But I was like, all these things I thought I wanted to accomplish, do I even want those things? I, I had to re, I've been like reevaluating the things that I want, I thought I wanted to make and do or put into the world or what my goals are and stuff. And, and I just felt so like, Oh, I, well, it makes me happy. And like, I don't know. I just wanted to get reinvigorated and re-inspired. And then all of a sudden I was like, I have to buy this book immediately. Like one day. And so I got it and it's like, yeah, it's funny. And that's the entire goal of the book is to kind of like get you back to yourself and get you inspired again and like connect with yourself again and not have all these, like, I don't know if I'm even making sense, but, uh, but back to you. What do you want to make? Because you make, you, I do completely consider you like you are this like, like legendary kind of like creative genius person that I like remember meeting like years ago through Andrew Michon, right? Like, I th- you know, yeah, I, I think so. I, I went to elementary school and junior high with Brent Weinbach and you do so much work with him. And so I had this like, I had seen your work before because of Brent and because everybody who has great taste in comedy and is like very smart and who I respect 
would always point to you. And so I had seen your work. And then one day I met you at like at a comedy show, a super tight show. And you were there and I was like, wow, I can't believe I'm meeting Doug. So cool. And I was like so scared of you. I was so oh, intimidated. You're so handsome. You're so oh. cool. I'm not kidding. I'm not, I, I think I should tell you these things. So like, yeah, so to meet you and then like we were like riffing on some kind of funny thing, like, and Andrew was there and like, you know, another comedian who's been on this podcast, Andrew Machant, like, you know, and he looks up to you too, even though you guys are, are you guys friends? You are friends. We had a major falling out last night. Yeah, right. Okay. I'm, like so, I'm so naive. I'm like, really? What happened? I can't believe it. Um, that's too bad. Um, but yeah, I just remember being like, wow. And then you're like, maybe I'll have you on my show sometime. And I was like, oh my God, I might be on Doug's show one day like or something. And I was, I was like, wow, so cool. So like, to me and to many, many, many people, you are comedic genius and you make such incredible work. So like, it's so funny when you know, that you would even have insecurities, but it's so refreshing and thank God you do or else just be a fucking, uh, well, thank you. Thank you. You know, I should be thankful for, you know, the things, the blessings I've had. (laughs) What do you want for your life? What do you want to make? You made this series. I don't know. I feel like I've been trying to like pitch a show and sell a show forever. And that just seems like impossible, not impossible. It just seems like, I keep trying and trying and that what happens well, what's these, the show these network executives these gatekeepers are in my way yeah and no one i feel like i'm not no one's giving me a shot what did you and pitch? that's what's frustrating yeah many shows this show is so earnest by the way it's so uncomfortably earnest i feel like many shows i've pitched many shows like how many like 10 shows well actually i did a show at um the lyric hyperion two nights ago oh yeah and it was the first of a series um, that Sam Varela came up with, which I think is a great idea, which is like pilots that never saw the light of day. Oh, and you read a pilot? We showed... Um, you shot it? You showed it? You screened it? We sh- We screened little videos of like little... Because when you pitch a show, you usually make like a little Sizzle? sizzler. Sizzler! We showed some sizzlers. Sizzler? You call it a sizzler? We showed some sizzlers of mm-hmm. projects that almost made it. Yeah. But ultimately got... Rejected. Who did you pitch them to? Who rejected them? Don't need to name names, but you know, TV show, network shows. What are we going to do? Why don't you put them on Instagram uh, TV? Be a pioneer of Instagram TV and continue to not get paid. But, like, <laughs> but I mean, like... Look, I'm fine, okay? Nobody's saying you're I'm not fine. fine. I'm just saying, what do you want to make next? What is I like, just feel like I just keep getting older and I should I should be... I should be just, I should be making shows. I'm not being put to use. I feel like I'm going to get a text like an hour These, uh, when you leave this podcast. You're going to be like, don't release this podcast. It's too earnest. These network executives got to give me a shot. I don't understand why they haven't. I feel like under, I just feel like underused. Like That's how I feel about you. You know? And, and me. But. Uh, Wait, should we not air this podcast? No, we should. Oh my God. Get out of your head, please. Get out of your yeah, head. Or do any network executives listen? I hope so. It'll be like that guy who was bagging groceries who used to be on the Cosby show and then... Maybe uh, I don't care what people think anymore. Maybe that's what I gained from Burning Man. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to burn... I'm not burning any bridges, am I? Oh, boy. Am I talking crap? No, you're not burning any bridges. Am I talking crap? Just talking about Burning Man, baby. Shit. No bridges being burned. Okay, but it's like that guy Do I sound like was, a whiny baby? No, we're just... We're having a moment where we're talking about <laughs> the difficulties of people I thought, who have well, I big think dreams When I was Hollywood. driving over here, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be very vulnerable and just say... 
my insecurities on her show. I love it. Can we bring that to dating? Are we going to cut that out? No, we're not cutting anything out. I've only bleeped one name in this podcast. Um, and by the way, you know what happens? People get real vulnerable because I turn my apartment into a hot box. It is very hot in here. Whew. Okay, open that window over there. No, I'm not that bad. I'm fine. Listen, if you're not, how many followers do you have on Instagram? Honestly, I don't really check that much. What? That's 20. Sounds like the beginning of, that's problem number one. 20,000? You know that thing you talk about where you like check on people's profiles and see what they like? I've never done that. I know. That's so lame. I did that. Should I do that? No. Should I get into that? No. That would be, that's like for a man to do that, it's even more embarrassing. Women, we do it because we're multitaskers. We make babies. We are the heads of companies. Mm -hmm. We live our lives. We do all this stuff. We wear lipstick. We're wearing heels. We're putting on outfits and earning some money. But you don't do those same things. That's for us to do. It's a... Gender specific. Oh my God. Should we scrap this podcast? <laughs> it is a hot box in here. Open that window over there. Right here? Yeah. Just keep all this. I'm keeping all of it. Oh, wait. I want to hear about your dating stuff because I if you're. Am, I am. I don't know. I don't know how much I can promote. Okay. If you, listen, you know what? I will be really hurt if you don't promote this podcast, but I also, I would rather be completely vulnerable and honest on this podcast than. And have you not promote it? Then just have some boring podcast where all we do is whine about not getting TV shows made and uh, stupid, boring Burning Man bullshit. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Oh, by the way, and if a girl is in love with you... I am embarrassed fall, about talking about Burning Man. Why? I don't know. I think it's really exciting how I learned that the last guy I dated before my current boyfriend is having a baby on this podcast, like right now on this podcast. This is a Love Alexi exclusive. Exclusive. Um, I actually never talk about Duncan except for the fact that I get emails from all of his fans who started listening to my podcast. And there are a lot of men. There are a lot of Burning Man type men. And Mm -hmm. I love it. It's really sweet. Being on his podcast was a really nice thing that he did for me. It got me lots of followers. And Burning Man can be like a lonely place. It can. (laughs) Let's talk about Burning Man. Like like New York can be too. It's like that. I felt very lonely. One, t- one day I woke up at four in the morning for some reason and I looked at the app and I said, what's going on right now? Yeah. And there was a sunrise performance at, at sunrise. Yeah. Way out in the playa. The playa is the big open space. I think the whole thing is called the playa. Oh, that's why I this have a This was like deep out in this, where, not where people are camping, but deep out in the middle. There was a big sculpture that looked like a globe with spikes that are moving, coming in and out. And there was a, cla- a minimalist classical performance. There's a composer called Terry Riley that I like. And oh, yeah. They were going to perform his, one of his pieces. And anyone with an instrument could show up and just play because they printed out the sheet music on these giant boards. Oh, my God. You could read music? It wasn't, I wasn't going to... I used to read music when I, when I played trumpet. But what trumpet? <laughs> Bury the lead. Um... <laughs> That's besides the point. I just wanted to see this sunrise performance. Yeah. And like I started crying when I watched it. And it was like, I don't know why. I don't know why I started just crying. But I stopped myself from crying. I, I like I could have like went full on weep. Yeah. You but I started to, to like my eyes started to welt. I was like, <laughs> and I think I don't know what it why was I crying? Maybe you need to cry. Maybe it's like a release. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe the felt music was beautiful. The sun was rising. I think I just felt really alone or something. Yeah, you're so far away. But it was like one of those things where I don't know why I was being so affected. I've heard beautiful music before. 
But why was I so sad? Maybe because you were far enough. Maybe I was happy. Why was I crying? Maybe because society tells men they're not allowed to cry. You got to keep everything repressed. And then you're so far away by yourself with this person you don't know super well. You're by your sunrise, music, out in the desert, out of your comfort zone. And there you are, alone in your thoughts, getting more perspective on who you are. Maybe you just need to cry. I cry every single day. Everything makes me cry. Really? I think, yeah, I'm just like so sensitive. How do you deal with it? I, I don't know. I cry and then I, I don't know. <laughs> everything makes you cry. Or like, I, I, not everything makes me cry, but like things that are worthy of crying. I like about. never like, I will cry. cry. I'm like from the Midwest. You know what I mean? We don't cry. Are you? We don't, boys don't cry from the Midwest. <laughs> Have you ever dated a West guy? Coast boys cry. <laughs> Have you ever dated a man? No. Do you like men? Do dated you, a man? Made out with a guy? I think I'd made out with someone as like part of some dare or something. Yeah. But should I? Should nah. I start making out with guys more? No, I don't even know what I'm getting at. Yeah. I cut, I cut you off when you were on to something earlier. No, well, I just want to know like, because at the end of the day, how I reframe stuff when I get like, when I'm like, oh, how should I, you know, I want a certain kind of life for myself. I want to not stress about money. I want to put good work into the world. I want to like, I want to make a movie and say things that will make people feel less alone and will like really like make people laugh and feel uncomfortable and be like, that's what I'm going through. But I would never say that because that's too embarrassing or like, or, you know, that those are whatever. I have all these things that I want to do and I'm not doing them. And then I get mad at myself because I feel like I'm my own worst enemy and I get in my own way and like, oh my God, I'm just getting older and older. And like a big part of my life is like, I'm just, I don't even, I'm trying to learn how to like be in a healthy relationship and love a person and learn what love is cause, and let someone love me. That's a big part of my purposes in this lifetime I'm realizing, which is, uh, anyway. So all the stuff I want to do. Anyway, let me just be quiet. For How a long have we been going? It's fine. Don't worry about that. Don't <laughs> worry about other people. People, it's funny. People will be like, well, oh, no, I do a podcast. I have the same Zoom. I look at the time. Okay, good. I keep pace. It's almost an hour, right? Who cares? You're getting me off my track. Okay, look, I'm 45. I've never been married. I've never even lived with a girlfriend. You've never lived with a girlfriend? Well, that's what you- What's wrong with me? Go. Nothing is wrong with you. Well, because you've been, you've been like. I have two sisters. And like 10 cousins. Yeah. And they're all married. Do you like your sisters? What's wrong with me? Go. Nothing. You're in comedy. Do you hate women at all? No. I don't know. You asked me to. I'm just asking questions. Do I hate women? Probing questions. I don't know. Are you a little bit gay and maybe hate women? Oh, I see where you're going here. I'm not a little bit gay. A lot of bit gay? I'm so straight <laughs> that I can't, pick, I can't pick one that I want to keep. Really? What do you want in a woman? And by the way, what do you want? Like, what do you want to make? So aside from like the TV gatekeepers and stuff. Maybe I'm not cut out for like being in a relationship. Maybe I'm a Wait, why are you too much that? of a, it's a decision. independent like person. I, it's stubborn. No. I don't need anyone to help me. Sounds like you do want to be in a relationship. Maybe I do. Hold on one second though. But you must have a lot of darkness to you because you're in comedy. You're a comedian. No, it's all cotton candy. I don't think so. What's your darkness? There's got to be something. What's your darkness? I mean, I don't have, like, my parents seem nice. I don't know. You weren't, like, abused? 
This I don't is, think so. You don't think so? Yeah, why do you... I don't want to talk about... Real I don't stuff. think I was, but... There's probably something screwed up that was not right. Yeah, me too. <laughs> My parents are very nice people, though. I can't blame them for anything. Yeah, you can. <laughs> are you super religious? Were you raised very religious? A little bit? Christianity? Um, Catholic. Okay. But check this out. I was like a bad kid in junior high. Kind of. Not that bad. But when I got to freshman year, um, my best friend in high school, he was a bad boy. Mm-hmm. And his mom sent us to summer camp. Oh, no. Christian camp. Oh, no. We went to Christian camp. Sodomy in Colorado. In Colorado. Okay. And uh, I'm from Illinois. I had never been to... I've never seen mountains before. And it, like, blew my mind. I had the time of my life at Young Life Camp. It was called Young Life Camp? You know Camp? Young Life? Yeah. Some of your listeners will know Young Life. What's Young Life, though? It's a, like a youth group that goes like nationwide. Young Life. Okay. So it's a non-denominational Christian youth group. I went to Colorado, and we had the, a blast. I saw mountains. I went mountain climbing and stuff like that, hiking. And then at the end of the at the end of the night, right before you go to bed, they'll give you a little talk about Jesus real quick. And by the end of the week, you're 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 making Jesus your Lord and Savior. Really? So I became a Christian. I was a Christian through high school. So you didn't have sex in high no. school? When did you lose your virginity? Oh. When? I was in my twenties. Twenty five. No, like twenty seven. I think. Twenty two? think so did you love the girl you loved in col- no you didn't we don't have to did scoff. I, love the girl? I don't did you love her no have you ever been in love yeah well, who's this girl so i was a christian all through high school and i was a good boy mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god you've been in love one time um i know i think a few times probably do you want to get married i don't know you want that seem that concept seems weird. Why? Just because that seems like marriage is like this thing that you have to do for the government. No, I don't. Yeah, think it's a so. governmental thing. I'm just gonna. I'm just sort of jaded. I'm, I'm skeptical about everything. I'm just gonna be real honest. And jaded. About, I'm gonna be real honest about me, so you can be like, "Wow, Lexi's really putting herself out there." And maybe I will too. Not that you're not forthcoming. But I used to think I never wanted to get married and want to have kids, blah, blah, blah. And then all this stuff happened to me. And now I'm like, I fully want to get married. I can't believe it. I don't know who this person... I'm like this like forward-thinking person. I'm not conventional. Turns out I'm so conventional. And I fully... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fully in love with this guy that I'm dating. We haven't said I love you yet. I hope he doesn't <laughs> listen to this episode. So in love with him. Fully want to get married to him. Have a Are child with say, him. Might what, do you want to say something to him right now? I'm not, I don't even want to say his name on this podcast. I've never even said his name. I don't tag him in photos. I don't. I, I don't That's want. Good. I don't want any girl on the internet or a girl listening to this podcast to find him and friend him because there is one girl who follows me on Instagram who f- like followed him and then unfollowed him. And I thought that girl's dead to me. I'm like, you so know what I learned from your podcast? What? I don't like anything from a girl I like on Instagram. Don't like any pictures of the girl you're dating. <laughs> don't like any of her pictures. <laughs> Or don't. No. If there's a girl I like, I can't. I can't like anything that she p- 
posts on Instagram. No, you should like all of her posts, but you're not. No, I can't like like it because people will search and see what I'm liking and start judging and it'll start a big war. No, you should like, (laughs) I know you're fucking with me, but you should like all of her photos. Nope. But don't like any other things because only DMs of like, hey, that's a great photo. What is your relationship? Only person to person, I'll bring up my phone and be like, look, see this Instagram picture you did? I like that. But it won't have the heart like red. I'll just say it live. I'll do a live like. I'll be like, look oh. how I like this picture. She's like, you didn't like it. I said, I do like it. And that's why I'm doing it face to face, real live. Print them. You know what? I should, the better way to do is print them out. Print out their Instagram pictures. And like next time you see them, be like, Look at this great post you did. I like it. I like you look at them in the eyes and you tell them you like it. Oh my god. <laughs> and you have a little heart stamp. Boom. Oh my god. <laughs> That's how you prove that you really like their images. I I do this thing with my boyfriend. <laughs> I do this thing with my boyfriend. I go, yeah, people are really liking the last thing I posted uh, on Instagram. It's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a real hit if I notice he hasn't liked it. And he'll go, oh, I didn't notice. I didn't, I didn't see what you posted on your main page. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, don't worry about it. But it's like everybody else seems to love it. And then like an hour later, he'll have liked it. And I'll be like, yes. <laughs> I'm so happy. So I have to like weirdly manipulate him into like, because it matters to me, but then doesn't even count because I'm like, oh, it's such a nightmare. I'm so glad we're not dating. Remember when you matched on Raya? Yeah. Oh, boy. How would our first date have been like? We could have gone on a date. But I already knew you, and I... I you were like, I know Raya, her. I just like... I just say... Oh, you just like swipe, a pity-like? It was I a pity-like? Right. Swipe right. It's Dudes a- swipe right on everybody, by the way. I know they do. They do. That's what my boyfriend says. Even on Bumble, all the girls are like, Bumble is so much better. I'm like, no. The guys are liking all the girls. No, and then but it's whoever still- they talk to... Then if the girl messages first, then they'll start deciding, oh, do I even want to talk to her? But that's not good for your feminine energy for you to make the first move. Thanks for... Re- See, thank I you. listened. <laughs> what would our first date have been like? What would our first... Thank you for listening. My... Yeah. Oh, we would have gone to a pottery workshop. What? Who are you, Katow? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I love Katow, by the way. That's another marriage material I'm just guy. riffing, but yeah, I'm, that was inspired by Katow because mm-hmm. he does like pottery. Yeah. No alcohol. I don't do, you, know. do you drink? You don't even drink. <coughs> what yeah, that? I do, but I don't. Um, the older I get, the more, the less I like it. I agree. I'm trying to figure out what I like more and more in life. You know what it is? What? Skateboarding and volleyball. Are you lying to me? <laughs> is this true? It is true. I like to do stuff. That's like when, whenever, like, if I like wrote down. After everything I did all day, yeah, I would write down after I did this, like, I like to do, like, sports and get my blood flowing and get the serotonin pumping. Are you fucking me? I'm not fucking with you. Like, riding my bike, oh, yeah, I like doing, like, playing tennis, um, going skateboarding. After I, every time I do that kind of stuff, I feel, like, the best. You know what? This is going to be how I'm going to frame this podcast. You know what I don't like feeling like what? after... Going to a bar and waking up like feeling shitty the next day. That's a good point. I agree. What I do like is action, sports, bloods pumping, that kind of stuff. Get me on my bike. Get me out. Get me in the nature. That's what I like. That makes me feel good. 
I'm going to frame this podcast. People have already heard this in the intro. This is my episode with Doug. It's a quarter life because we're living longer to midlife crisis <laughs> slash existential, existential journey. Let's face it. We're, I'm in the down. I'm in the <laughs> last quarter. Girls are going to fall in love with you after this episode. They're going to be like, do I want to sign up for this? And some girls are, most girls are going to be like, mm, I don't know. And then, but the girls who are like, yeah, I love him. They're going to come for you so hard. And you won't, you won't even have to post this, post this on your Instagram or Insta stories or whatever. Cause like, I don't know. What would you do if you like two boys at once? Oh my God. <laughs> two boys at once. Like. Let's say here's I, a hypothetical situation for it you. It would mean neither of the one for me. Here's a hypothetical situation. Okay. You had a bad breakup two years ago. Okay. You're like thinking, I'm just going to work on myself. I'm going to be solo for two, for a while and just make myself be a better person. I'm not going to obsess about being in a relationship. I'm just going to be single. Work, I'm going to do me. And then two years later... You finally, like, two men come out. One of them, and they're both, you like them both. You like them both. What do you do? Well. But you just met them. You have to figure out. You want, what you want to do is test them both out. Test them both out. You want to take a test drive on both of these dudes. Mm, okay, wait. But you also want to be honest and open and. But well, by the time, but am I sleeping with both guys? Well, no, not necessarily. That's the question. Do you sleep with them? Do you say, hmm, I got to see which one I'm more sexually in tune with? Oh God, because who? Wait, what if the, are the two guys dating other girls? Then I, I, I like that's both unknown, guys? unknown, and not going to be brought irrelevant. Up? Irrelevant, because I don't care. Because I care. Okay, let's say they oh, either both are or they both aren't. And do they do both of the guys I'm dating live in Los They're Angeles? Different. They're different. One di- guy is sensitive and he's very thoughtful and he like is into making himself a better person and he's serious. The other guy, he's more fun and he's funny, he makes you laugh. The first one doesn't make you doesn't make me laugh. Um that's the first one does, but not like the second one. They're not like, it's not like one of them is a total serious Boar. priest. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is like Carrot Top. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like they have different qualities. So one of them is more fun and the other one is more thoughtful and serious. Which one do I like kissing better? Do you have to? Oh, so yeah. So tell me what, how you would choose. Well, oh God. So... If you didn't want to have sex with them, you would you would say, I'll kiss them, and then that'll be like, if one kiss is better, then they're probably better Well, at, at sexing. Maybe. Or maybe you have to go, I'd have to say, like, are you dating anybody else? I'd have to say to them, like, are you dating anyone else? Okay. They both say no. They both say no? Yeah. Because so they that's both not really a like me. Okay. That's not a factor. Am I dating anyone else? Just, just, the, just two the two of, of these them. people. Okay. Then I would probably... Am I making out with both of them? That's up to you. Am I, though? Probably Okay, am. let's say you made out with one of them. And yeah. you had sex with neither. Is the other one out of town? 
Yeah. Are, when are they back? Are they back? <laughs> are they back? Um, are they back? Well, they're back. I don't know. They're, let's just say they're both. It doesn't matter. Here's the question. Well, how would you go about this dilemma? You, this is a dilemma you've never had before. You met guys. You have to tell them. Okay, you've met guy after guy after guy, and they're just, they're wrong. They're the worst. If Finally, met, there's two, all of a sudden, two that pop up that you like them both. If, if these guys don't ask me if I'm seeing anyone else, then I will not answer. I would make out with both of them. Um, I would probably have sex with both of them mm-hmm. with a condom. <coughs> what about your three-month rule? That's new for my, my new uh, husband-to-be. Um, that's, uh, this guy's... I'll, I got to tell you a story about this guy, too, that kind of has to do with something maybe you can relate to. Anyway, um, okay. I would have sex with both of them after knowing both of them for about six weeks, maybe. Six weeks? Well, I don't know. Here's the problem. <laughs> if I like two guys... I'm, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. That sounds totally reasonable. No, That's a no. great idea. It's not reasonable. It's weird. It's crazy. It is reasonable if you want to do your life differently. And you I had one girlfriend decisions. that we didn't have sex for months. Good. And that was a great idea. Because it makes you like... At the time, it was kind of like, you know, drives you nuts a little bit. But if a guy keeps coming back... But like, once you realized, once you decided that, okay, let's go out... Then it was a good idea. I had never waited so long. Well, maybe I had with my guy I was engaged to years ago. You ever had a six-month stand? Of when you meet... (laughs) Oh, God. It's like a one-night stand, but it happens over... It takes six months to happen. And then you never see each other again after that? I don't know. I'm trying to think of a joke to to work into it, but it doesn't really work. No. It's my six-month anniversary. Is that an anniversary or is it an anniversary year? There's so many garbage trucks around here. I know. Here. Well, it's a clean neighborhood I live in, you know? <laughs> Everybody's picking up their trash. They don't actually need to. Wait, what'd you say? Oh, it's my six-month anniversary tomorrow. But is it six-month anniversary or does an anniversary mean a year, right? If, any, if he, You know what? Joe Rogan talks as long as he wants to. And we're going to do whatever we feel on this podcast. We're on a meandering journey. Are we going to go three hours today? No, just stop Rogan? looking. I'm looking. No, stop looking. <laughs> okay, wait. I wish we could be more... Okay, so here's the thing. It's only an hour and 15. It feels like we covered a lot. Listen, hold on. If I'm... So I was a Christian in high school. Listen, if I meet two guys and I really like them, do I really like them if I'm... If one isn't blowing me away more than the other? Don't you feel like you'd be like, oh, fuck, like I'm compelled to this person. Like I'm compelled, like this person is like... I I mean, I'm like drawn. No, but you're truly compelled to both. Oh, my God. Well, then what I would do was, if they didn't, if I, if they didn't ask me... But you me, know that if you knew them both, maybe... A little longer. Longer. I'd be able to figure it out. It's true. It takes a long time. One of them would rise to the surface. It does take a long time to get to know each other. But here's the weird thing about dating multiple people that I learned, and I learned this from my current boyfriend. You always have the other person in the back of your mind. You're always comparing one to the other. You don't just give one person a chance. Like, he's... Okay, so you would tell one, hey... Stand by. No. I'll be back in a month. No. Don't date anyone. No. See, for me, I fall in love and I'm such a romantic that, not that you, oh, well, okay. Who, maybe I do. I don't know. I would just have sex with both and get, and, and I yeah, don't know. Yeah, that sounds good. No. Wait, why are you telling me what to do? This is your I know, you're choice. right. I think I always like laughing more. I want to laugh with someone, even though. 
I think my boyfriend's not funny sometimes, but then I realize I'm wrong and he actually is funny. Well, my, my problem is like everything's a joke. Everything is a joke. Is this whole podcast a joke? Mm-hmm. I lied about it all. <laughs> I never went to high school. Fuck you. <laughs> I didn't go to Burning Man. I made that whole thing up. Where's Brent Weinbach? We should have him here for every podcast you do. We should have Brent. Yeah. Brent probes too deep. He does? No, he doesn't. He'll probe. Yeah, he'll ask me. He'll ask me personal questions. Wait, let, okay. Let's but then he won't ask, answer own. any. Yeah. He actually gave He's me really good advice. He's a mystery man. No, he gives me good advice when we're not, when there's no recording happening. Uh-huh. I've run into him at Target multiple times <laughs> yeah. recently at night, always. And then one night I texted Bridie, Elliot. Do you know her? Uh-huh. I texted her one night and I went, I'm at Target. It would be so much better if you were here uh, to Bridie. And then I wrote, P.S. I hope I run into Brent Weinbach. And, she, and then she wrote back, impossible. He's on my comedy show tonight. I thought that was so weird. I randomly texted Bridie going, I hope I run into Brent right now. Like it was like 10 p.m. at Target or uh-huh. 11. Because usually I run into him at like 11 p.m. at Target. Anyway, Brent well, gave well, me good advice. Well, he does a lot of shows, so he that's does. not that crazy. But he gave me great dating advice. What did he say? You know, uh, he said, he's like, have faith in yourself, Alexi. Believe in the relationship. Like know your worth. Don't look for problems and on Instagram and ex-girlfriends. Don't be insecure. Like, like... Know what you bring to the table. Just have, believe in the relationship. He like gave me the best, most solid advice as to not how to not ruin my relationship. And anyway. that, I mean, that is kind of good advice because having insecurities or um, doubts that kind of is a self fulfilling prophecy. prophecy. It is. It's complete. I've yeah. seen it happen with in your own relationships. Yeah, yeah. It's a nightmare, and it's usually yeah. It's you're right. Something and also like. Oh, God, yesterday I went to this birthday party and I drove to like Westlake Village with another girl who's friends with the birthday girl. Like, so I didn't know. Okay, so I'm in a car. We're carpooling to Westlake Village and I'm with this woman I don't know very well and she's kind of a downer and I didn't realize how sour she was until we drove to and from this dinner for our mutual friend. She's like, oh, how's your relationship going? And she was telling me about her relationship experiences and... I was like, it's good, it's good. You know, because I'm finally at this place six months into my relationship where I'm finally going, stop getting mad at him for nothing. Stop searching for a problem. Surrender, open your heart, be nice to him. Because I forget that men have feelings. And I asked him the other day, I was like, I was like, do you feel emotionally secure in this relationship? And all he does is stuff to, pl- stuff to please me. He never does anything wrong, but I'm always wanting to fight because I love fighting. It like makes me feel like alive. It's like comfortable for me. And he went, I don't feel emotionally secure in the relationship. And I was like, fuck, because we haven't said I love you yet. Why would a man say I love you if he doesn't feel emotionally secure? He wants to feel secure, but I, I'm not making it easy for him, but he sticks around, so he must really like me. It's like he just endures like all my daddy issue, all my insecurity stuff. Anyway, I went, I went, fuck, oh my God, I want you to feel emotionally secure. What can I do to make you feel secure? And he went, just act like you are right now. Just be consistent, like... Stop looking for a problem. That's the only problem. So I'm like, finally, something shifted in me where I'm like, just trying to love him the way I want to without being conditional. I'm just like trying to be kind. I'm being kind to him. I'm being nice. I'm not always only talking about our relationship. We're talking about like, move. We're talking. We're acting like, and I'm acting like I did when I first, when I first met him. Where it's mm-hmm. like I'm like my own person, and we're talking about like movies and doing things and just like laughing, being friends. And I'm not like making him my enemy 24-7, being like, how are you going to wrong me? Oh, my God, me being vulnerable to you makes me hate you. Like, I'm not doing that again. Right. It's, a, it's such a relief. And then last night I get in this car 
don't worry about uh, people being bored I'm, on the podcast. No, I'm okay. not looking at that. So last night I get in this car with this like LA sourpuss who's like totally different from me. We're so different. But I open myself up to like strangers all the time, which is a big mistake. It's like a good thing and a bad thing. And she's like, oh, how's it going with your boyfriend? Like, and I'm like, oh, it's really good, blah, blah. You know, oh, he's really great and treats me so nice. We're going on a trip. Oh my God, this garbage trucks. We're going, I'm like, we're going on a trip to celebrate our six month anniversary. It's really great. I'm like, what about you and dating? And she's like, my last boyfriend, we dated two years ago. And I, you know, I caught him. She caught him like getting jerked off. Like, no, getting like, he was addicted to rub and tug places. Okay. And uh, she was like. (laughs) She went into the rub and tug place. "Mm," She saw him leaving the gym and then caught him in a lie where he's like, I'm at the gym. And she's like, I just saw you leaving. I saw you leaving the gym three three hours ago. and, And then went through his phone and his GPS and found that he was always going to these like different massage parlors and she went in and like she talked to him about it and it turns out he's like completely addicted to like rub and tug places and like anyway then the entire night last night she was like yeah you might be getting along with your boyfriend now but you can never trust like, the only person you can trust is yourself like never like basically she was just it was just like don't listen to her it was crazy and then she was like her experience does not translate to everybody's experience. It was not. Yeah, it's, you're right. But I've never done a rub and tug. <laughs> well, she was like telling me about her boyfriend having done this. And then she told me about her friend who's got a divorce because her husband's addicted to porn and how, the, how her friend found out. Then at dinner, I'm like, listen, I'm like, okay, but I can't live in fear constantly. I have to, at some point you have to open your heart up to somebody you have to trust and you'll know intuitively if someone's fucking you over. You're like, you'll just, you'll know it in your bones and you'll find out it'll come out. And she's like, did you hear on the news about that husband and wife? They were together for 11 years. They had kids. And then one day he just murdered her and the kids. He just murdered her and the kids. And I'm just sitting there and it's like, oh my God. It was just like, anyway. So uh, I don't even know where I'm going with any of this, but I did call my boyfriend today and be like, are you cheating on me? Do you go to rub and tug places? Like this woman was such a sour. It like totally affected me. And uh, No, don't do that. Yeah, it's scary. Guess what? There's going to be... It's like, it's like with anything. You can't say... It's like with anything. Like, are you not supposed to ride a bike because somebody, somebody died got killed on a bike? Does that mean... You can't drive a car because there's been car accidents. Yeah. Like, my parents have been married for 50 years. They just celebrated their 50th anniversary. Can you believe that? Are they happy? Do they like Miserable. each other? They are? <laughs> I knew it. No, I think they're, they're not. Um, they're, they're happy. Yeah. But I think, when we're talking about marriage, I'm all over the place. From that. I forgot what my main point was, but that was such a weird, sour... Like, of course... Things don't work out for everybody, but things do work out too. It's I, like, just, I just couldn't believe she was just like going for the murder a, thing. I was like, what thing. are we doing? I was like, what? She, I, I just, it's just dangerous who you open yourself up to sometimes. And then I did tell the boyfriend, I was like, I told him what, what she said. And he was like, he was like, don't listen to her. I don't go to rub and tug places. And I actually, on my first date with him, and I told this to the sourpuss, I was like, I was like, oh my God, I'm so defensive when I get into a relationship, too defensive. That's what I come out of the gate with. Like on my first date with him, I was like, "Are you a pedophile? How many dicks have you sucked? Have you ever put your dick in a glory hole? Uh, are you addicted to porn? Rub and tug places? Have you ever cheated?" Like I asked him everything, and then uh, anyway, and then the woman was like, "Sourpuss was like, 
yeah, but you can't ask him that because then he'll, he'll know to cover it up better. And I was like, oh my God. Anyway, I don't know where I'm going with all this in this hot box of a podcast uh, studio in my apartment that we're doing right now. But uh, why are we talking about this? Two guys were trying to mask know. what you're going through in uh, my fictitious situation. Like, <clears throat> It doesn't matter. It doesn't? Don't fall asleep on me now. <laughs> don't get bored of the podcast. I forgot what we were talking about. Oh. Let's mix it up. Let's mix it up. Mm-hmm. We can't talk about your situation. My situation is nothing. It's not even anything. My advice I was asking you was about somebody that I just met that I liked. And it's yeah. so new. How, it's, how, how new? It's like I, I saw you at the wedding. I met this person. How many days before? Like a week? A week. So that was like... Two weeks ago, right? Yeah, but then I was at Burning Man, which is off the grid. So, like, so, so what's the next step? Marriage. Okay. Yeah, you got to just keep dating them. Unless <laughs> they say, like, are you only seeing me? Uh-huh. Then you date and you make out and you see a better chemistry with and you get naked. And I think I just got so jaded. I think I've been so jaded. Are there bits of your uh, I'm your trying dirty to, like, band-aid. tuck this Band-Aid fiber into my shirt. <laughs> He's got... You can't see Doug has, like, a weird... <laughs> Like dystopian. My fingers are thrashed, <laughs> so I got band aids on my fingers. Got dirty, dusty Burning Man band aids on his fingers, and then like little bits just, of like filth are like falling I, out. Like I just put these on like an hour ago too. They look they just. <laughs> got a got a scab on your. I got got a Mad boo-boo. Max band aids on my fingers. Mad Max band aids. You got a boo boo on your right calf. You're very <sighs> fit. I'm all banged up. I feel like you would be a good husband. You think so? I think you would. I feel like, because I think it's a choice. Mm-hmm. I think it's a choice to love. Like, if you find somebody you have great sex with, who you laugh with, that you love being with, that you can do anything with, that's, what I, that's to, what, to me what love is. You can hold hands, walk around, doing all this stuff, playing volleyball, whatever the fuck it is you're doing. You guys are like-minded people. You like doing the same things. Being together is better than being apart. You have great sex. And you laugh. That's what I think the laugh. It's hard thing. to find that combo of all those things matching up. Really? Checking off all those boxes. I found it. I know you did. I'm okay, just saying okay. it's hard to find that. Yeah. It's hard to find that. Um, weird thing is, when I first met this guy on Tinder, he went out of town three weeks into us dating. No, six weeks into us dating. We had just had sex because I waited six weeks. He went out of town for three weeks and we weren't boyfriend and girlfriend. I remember because he... You yeah. were on my podcast right when he was going out of town. And I was freaking out. You were freaking out. Yeah, I was freaking out. And what did we give you? Great advice. You and look, and... now you guys are still together and stronger than ever. Stronger than ever, but... Thanks to the Poundcast. Thanks to the motherfucking Poundcast. But there was some other girl that was trying to date him Whoa. and have sex with him in Berlin. Like, she had already messaged me. Like, I heard you coming to Berlin. Like, let's meet up. And, uh, and I asked him about that. And uh, even though we weren't exclusive, because I was like, I don't know if you're dating anyone else, what your deal is. I know we're not boyfriend and girlfriend. I know we're not monogamous. But he, he assured me. Well, maybe me, he just, she peed on him at those Berlin clubs. Oh, where God. Where he goes in the basement. Well. Through the grate. How dare you? How dare you? But he didn't see her. He's like, I didn't have sex with her. I, well, he didn't see her. He it's didn't dark see in there. He just felt the warm pee. <laughs> this guy can, <laughs> how dare you? It's so hot in here. I can't live like this. I'm just going to... I'm not even looking at Doug anymore while we podcast on my couch. Oh, my God. 
I've never been to Berlin. I'm just kidding. I heard that they pee on each other in some club or something. I'm so glad they did not hang out. But he did. He was. He committed to me while he was away, and he went. I'm not dating anyone else. I'm only dating you, even though we're not boyfriend and girlfriend. Because we had another boyfriend girlfriend talk that happened after when we went to two bunch palms together. It actually feels good to to make those decisions about things. Be, be boyfriend like, and girlfriend. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Because like the. The area, that's where the stress lies, the uncertainty. The uncertainty. Right? Yeah. That is where the stress lies. That is where the stress lies. Yeah. And that's why I feel uncertainty because we haven't said I love you yet. Maybe you got to say it. I'm not saying it first. Why not? Because it's just not right. Maybe they don't say that kind of thing in Britain. Oh, God. The man should say I love you first. You know, I know that's completely politically incorrect, but I do feel based on all the books I've read... Don't you, wouldn't you prefer saying I love you first to a girl? You don't want her to say it first, then you can go, I love you too. I like when you say it simultaneously. Oh, God. When do you say that? Si- like Wait, when you I- have an orgasm at the same time? You got to say it. You know what I'm about to say. You go like this. One. There's something I've been meaning I want to tell you. And then he'll be like, what could it be? And you're like, Out of three. Let me see if you have the same thing you would like to say to me. He'll be like, I think there's something I've been wanting to say to you for the last three weeks myself. Let's say it at the same time. One, One, two, two, three. three. Want to go to Disneyland? (laughs) 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 I think we just wrote a sketch. Let's put that in the. um, Let's put that in a rom com. I can't release this podcast until my boyfriend says I love you. No, you, you have to it. put that. Yeah. No, I'm putting this out in two weeks. That way you'll have figured out your dilemma with your girl situation. Okay, good. And he will have already said I love you. Okay, that's that's releases a bunch of stress for me. Good. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, What if that happened, though? What if he said something else? And I it was would, like something die. super pedestrian, like... Like, it was like about a movie you guys talked about. I would die. I would break up with him. I would burst into tears and be like, it's over. And he'd be like, no, 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 I do love you. I would never be able to leave, believe that he loved me. What if he said, I, I do love you? <laughs> oh, my God. Let's try it again. One, One two, two, three. three. I You're love really you special. so much. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can play this game all day. I love being the butt of the joke. It's so fun. All right. You know what? I when I <clears throat> when I when I was in a relationship, when um, my girlfriend was saying "I love you," oh god, I would make a joke out of it. You would here. Say it to me. Okay. One. <laughs> no, just okay, say okay, it to okay. me. Like, okay. all right, babe, I'm gonna go to the store. Okay, I love you. Thanks. Oh, God. You sound like my I'm ex-boyfriend. I'm being nice. See, thank you. That's horrible. That's why women should never say <laughs> I love you first or at all. It's always be initiated by the man. I feel the same way about texting and phone calls, too. No, I'm kidding. Of course I say that first. How did you I say, say it? it all first. No. Do you really? How do you ask a girl to be your girlfriend? Let's role play it. Action. So, what's your name going to be? Alexi. Just cause. Well, you okay, Alexi? We've been dating now. How long? Ever since I met you with Andrew Michon mm-hmm. four years ago, and now we've been dating on and off for four years. I think maybe we should make it exclusive. Oh my god! Are you dating anyone else? I don't have to be. I don't want to be. 
Okay, that's a yes. <laughs> I have been because you've been so inconsistent. But I mean, I'm just like so well, crazy. So am about, I. Well, look, I'm crazy. About I've you. been trying to, and I nothing's going on. So I think why don't we just be exclusive? Are you excited about it though? Because I'm not dating anyone else, and I know you are, and that makes me jealous. So maybe we should just be exclusive. But do you really want to be? <laughs> do you really want to be? Well, only from jealous reasons. Okay, I'm doing. I'm doing. I'm making a joke again. Oh, I'm making God. it about. Oh God. The wrong reasons. Did you ask your last girlfriend to be her, your girlfriend, or did she bring it up first? I bet she brought it up. I don't even remember. The last one. She was beautiful. I don't want to talk. The last one yeah, 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 was didn't yeah, end yeah, well. Yeah, 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 she's listening to this for sure. She's not listening. You think so? For sure, because you might mention her. We just did. But maybe she doesn't know if she's the last one. Okay. Maybe she thinks she's the last one. She's not. Mm. There's so many last ones. How do you bring it up? Do you say I love you during <sighs> sex? Because I actually... It's been so, it's been so um, infrequent with the I love you. There's been probably two girlfriends with the I love yous. Really? And yeah, um, before that... It's like living in Chicago. People don't say that to each other in the Midwest. That is not true. <laughs> it's a worldwide phenomenon. Nope, not in, chi- not in Chicago. Not in Chi-Town. It's too, the streets are too tough out there for that lovey-dovey stuff. Do you say it during sex? Because I, no. think, I think saying I love you for the first time during sex doesn't count. And it's like, it's cheap. Like during sex? Like, because that's when... Yeah, that's like saying lo- I love you when you're on drugs or something. Because it's like... yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Because I felt compelled to say it during sex. It does still count to me, mm-hmm. but I hold it back because I don't want the first time. Well, I'm not going to say it first anyway, but if he said it to me first while he was having sex with me, I'd be like, I'd prefer like a sober. Absolutely. Daytime. Not during, not the first time you could say it whenever, but the first one cannot be during sex. Can't be during sex. It's true. Maybe afterwards, but you have to wait. Oh, after the sex and you're holding each other. I want a daytime sober, like, like he knows what he's about to say. He's like, <laughs> he's like he grabs me by the hand. Yeah, because they're... He knows. I mean, I don't do this, but a lot, according to the like, um, X-rated movies, people say a lot of stuff during sex that they probably don't necessarily mean. Do you watch tons of porn? No. A little bit? Um, yeah. Don't you think it's... Oh, that's what the sourpuss what? lady was talking about. Well, I don't know. That's what the sourpuss lady was talking about yesterday, about how like her friend who got divorced was dating a guy, was married to a man. He watched so much porn, but then it was the type of porn that he watched. It kept getting gnarlier and gnarlier because you get so like desensitized and he was uh-huh. just watching like incest porn and mm. you don't seem like... <laughs> You're like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's, that's, okay. that's fine. <laughs> Where, when did it get gnarly? I know. God. <laughs> What do you even want? What do you want? Would well, you my problem is I don't know what I want. I don't even know what I want. I like to just, I think I'm afraid of like anything that's like locked. See? Because I like the option of being able to, um, and that includes anything. I would like the option of just being like, well, I, I could just go to Australia tomorrow if I wanted to, or I could... But wouldn't it be nice to go to Australia with somebody you love, that you get along with, who's your best friend, Absolutely. who you have great sex with? Sure. Well, it's not... Are you asking me what I want about 
in a relationship or about like anything? in your life? Because I feel like I went to this like Neil Strauss three day workshop thing. That's a whole other story. But like I went to this like crazy unexpected. And now you know how to pick up chicks. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm kidding. I know um, that he does other stuff. He's not all about that, not really. But but. Oh yeah, they kept they kept people kept saying this phrase where it's like how you do one thing is how you do everything or like blah blah where you're like so maybe that's a metaphor maybe like you don't want to be locked in you can't commit to a thing maybe that affects you in all aspects of your life I don't know hmm. like like you're not making solid decisions and choices and like actively like. Oh my god, this is getting way too real. But like, you've got to start making decisions in your life and being in control and being like, no, I want this. Like, not just like, oh, well, maybe I'll do this thing, or I could go to the thing, or I could go to Australia tomorrow. It's not about that. It's about making things that are permanent decisions. But nothing's permanent, right? I, okay, Com- fine. If you're looking to- at like, well, you just got back from Burning Man, right? Right. So everything's. There, nothing is permanent. We're all just going to die. A relationship could end, but if you commit to it fully, then you get the you fruit get the full of it. benefits out yeah. of it. Yeah. So it's like, let's say you're dating two girls and you're not sure. I mean, we don't... I'm not. You're not. But if I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, you just need more time. Time will reveal, hmm? time will reveal everything. I don't know. What are you going to make next? When's your next show? How often does your podcast come out? You do so many things. <sighs> you can't even see yourself as clearly as I can see you. But I do feel like you'd be good husband material. Like if you were like, I think that happens with men sometimes. I would be an amazing husband. And an a great dad. dad. I really do think you would be. You say it kind of sarcastic and funny, but I do believe you would. I, I don't know. You got a cool house. I might be. If you met somebody you, you, you like <clears throat> and you committed to the idea and you went, okay, this does not make me unhappy. Mm-hmm. I'm into this. I have this girl I can wake up who's nice to me, who treats me kindly, who I love kissing, making out with. She gets my jokes. She's not trying to like constantly disappointed because I'm sure you've dated girls. I really don't know any of the girls you've dated at all, really. So if this sounds like I'm actually describing a girl you've dated, it's just by accident. Describe a girl I've dated that you not necessarily have met, but you what you think, would what are the reasons in, why wouldn't it work? Where, you know, she's you love her because she's so beautiful and she's such like a cool extension of you to walk down the street with, but she doesn't get you and everything is a struggle where she's like, where everything you do is wrong or she's always unhappy or she has to start a fight for, I mean, that actually sounds more like me and my boy, my poor boyfriend, but uh, where it's like, ugh, constant eye rolls or like, okay, guess that's whatever. Like just passive aggressive bullshit where you, so you always feel like stressed, you mm-hmm. know? I don't know if you've ever experienced that or whatever, where like nothing is ever can just be calm well, and good. That's it's never been like quite like that, but there's been times where it's like I'm walking on eggshells. That's no way to live. And I'm, I'm scared to say anything because it might be interpreted the wrong way. That's that was the worst it it got with how a, does with, that a, happen? with a relationship. I do that. I do I do that to men. And how does that happen? What are girls doing? Give girls advice how to not be that way. Because like, what? how did that begin? Or how does that happen? When everything's good, then all of a sudden something shifts and it's like, oh. I don't know if anything shifted. I think this was just a person that um, maybe had some baggage that translated to projected onto me or something. 
But it's like you make a joke and then... Well, also, like, I make so many jokes, and this happens with... Every girl? No, 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 not at all. I have ex-girlfriends that I'm really good friends with that... Oh, that's good. We're just, you know, it just wasn't a great match at the, you know, after a while or something and turned into more of a... Whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I, yeah. It's not like... Um, I don't know what I'm talking about, but... Oh, you're getting low blood sugar and hot. Sometimes, even around people that I'm not in a relationship with, just people I meet, for, like, when I said I, I was kind of craving getting back to my, like, comedian friend group. Yeah. Because, uh, okay, okay, for example, at Burning Man, this one girl in our camp, she shaved the sides of her head. And it looked cool. So she had kind of a mohawk, but her hair is like long on the top. And then she braided the top of it. So it looked kind of like, um, it just, it was braided on the top and shaved on the sides. She looked like Tank Girl or something like that. Yeah. You know, like someone out of Mad Max. She had a cool, she looked really badass and she was very attractive. And um, my friend who came and was hanging out with us, he said, I was like, oh, this is my friend. I don't even want to name his name, but yeah. it doesn't even matter. No one from that camp is listening to this. I said, hey, this is my friend Bob. And um, this is, uh, oh, this is uh, Sarah. And he'd be like, oh, your hair looks cool. The way you braided it on the top, you know, it kind of looks like, uh, it looks like a dinosaur or something. He said the dinosaur. But he was just trying to be, say it looked cool. Like a tyrannosaur. Wait, wait, what's, what's the one that's the second? You know, the kind with the spiny. I love that. Yeah, those are my favorite. Which, what are they called again? Who cares? Not the Tyrannosaurus, the Brontosaurus. Brontosaurus, um, Stegosaurus. 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 That it was looked my like favorite. a Stegosaurus, and she's yeah. like, "What? I look like a dinosaur?" And then he just being—he was like, "Well, no, I mean the way it's braided, it just." And she just kept getting more and more offended, and, and it's, it's, it's that kind of thing that drives me nuts. Where it's like, no, where he was trying to say it looks cool, and you're interpreting it as. <laughs> she just got all offended. Then it was like awkward. And then I'm like, are you kidding me? It's that kind of stuff that like, that's kind of an example where he was not necessarily making a joke, but he was just like being lighthearted about something. And then it gets all, it's about intent when people don't get the intent. Oh God. When they get the intent wrong. You're so teaching me about my boyfriend because I do the exact same thing with him. He'll like say anything and he didn't, it means he never means to hurt my feelings. He's never trying to hurt my feelings. Yeah, and a and lot like, of times arguments start out when I say something or did with one relationship when I would say something lighthearted and then I'd be like, what do you mean by that? And then like, yes, I'd be like, what do you mean? I was just saying, I was just, I was just riffing. And, I, and, then, then, and, then, and then it turns into a whole discussion where I have to like defend myself yes. and I'm defending myself for something that is like, I don't need, I should not have to defend myself uh, on. And then that makes me upset that I'm defending myself for saying something that actually I was trying to be nice about saying. And so then I'm upset that she's upset. And then it like snowballs from there. And then, and then I stop talking and I, and I'm scared to say anything and I'm scared to be myself yeah. because being myself might be interpreted wrong. And so that's why I don't get into a relationship. Good night, everybody. And that's why I'll be single forever. (laughs) Oh my God, you're going to make me such a bad...
better woman and, and better in my relationship because everything you just said, you may as well be my boyfriend. It's intent. Oh my God. Thank you for and this. You could tell when someone's being in saying something to in, purposely, be whatever, yeah. jab or something. But when it's said in a way of lightheartedness or something, and uh, you know what I mean? You know you what's know so interesting? Uh, to, to take on the point of view of the, the girl who's, uh, you know, whatever, uh, getting overly affected by everything you're saying, my internal discussion with myself has been like, okay, Lexi, just next time that happens, when you feel inclined to be defensive, let it go. It'll save you four hours of a conversation where you're going around in a circle and you're both exhausted to have this conversation about some comment that didn't mean anything from the guy. Like, just let it go. Let it go. It's tough. I understand this. I understand the other side of it too. But yeah, And then the other part of me goes, but... I have to defend myself. I have to be vigilant because like that was disrespectful and he needs to know why it might upset me so he can under, like, he needs to know why I'm right. But Alexi, like, I've had this conversation myself, but Alexi, he had, there's, there's no ill will. He didn't intend it for, he never wants to hurt your feelings. He was just saying a passing thing. People just say things, words come out of their mouth, meaningless. You could be so much lighter and happier and both of the relationship could thrive if you just, and then if you, if you just let it go and you know that he needed no ill will, and it's fine. You don't need to be vigilant every second. You could be vigilant with your father, men who tried to rape you in the past, whatever, like horrible situations, walking down an alley. This new person in your life, you don't need to be vigilant with him because you're safe here, actually. But you're bringing an old behavior that's actually going to hurt your relationship. Anyway, and also it's a muscle. Like, this is for all girls. It's hard not to bring baggage along because we all have it. Well, that's nice for you to defend the person. But you just saying this, I've heard it from so many men, and you're, it's like, thank God you're saying, because you're, you're schooling me and you're helping me, because I want to learn how to, like, I want to build this muscle of, like, being, like, letting things just roll off my back, because isn't that a nicer way to live? Because you may have been with this person still. If, they, if that never happened, or they're, like, because I'll see women in relationships. I'll see men that I've dated in the past that I loved, but I was always angry, and I was always making every little thing a big thing. And then I'll see women that they end up with, and I always think to myself, why her? Like, why? And then I'll talk to the ex. It's like high fidelity or something. It's like where like, I'll, I'll like talk to all my ex-boyfriends and they'll go, it was just like easy. It was like they, they do love her, the sex is great, all this stuff, but it's like maybe it's not as passionate or crazy or intense or codependent, which is kind of interesting sometimes. Mm-hmm. But it's like, they're just like, there's like more flow and there's ease. And it's like, I think you get to a point in your life where it's like, you know, I'm 37, you're 45, not that age has anything to do with it, but like I'm as a woman's, who has fucked up daddy issues and all the shit. And I sound, I feel very similar to whoever this girl is you dated in the past. I don't want, it's too tiring. It's so exhausting. There's no time for that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be there anymore. Yeah. Anyway, I know I talked a lot and that's exhausting. In general, women talking a lot is a lot for I like listening to you talk. I'm sorry. That's (laughs) why I'm subscribing to your podcast. Ah, thank you. (laughs) But, uh, Just don't release this episode. Okay, I know. <laughs> I'm wondering, is it too earnest? Um, I don't think that's a thing. Okay, good. I think that's what people want. Okay. And that's why I came in with the mindset of I'm going to be a little earnest today. Yeah. Do you want a baby? And, and what? Do I want a baby? Yeah, not with me. I like how we're wrapping this up. And you're like, okay, do you want a baby? Yeah, oh God. <laughs> well, you know, we got to land this plane um, somehow. I, it, that's a weird one because my both of my sisters have kids. And I've seen, oh god, they're beautiful, but, but oh my god, they can be monsters. 
and they can be difficult, frustrating creatures that uh, I'm not sure I want to get into. Yeah, it's a lot. I wish I could like shop for one and be like, this one's chill. Yeah. But if you roll, but it's such a roll of the dice. What if you get a crazy baby? Oh God. But what about ego wanting to make like a little you? Like your baby will be. Of course, I. I I mean, of course, that has a that is a an urge. Yeah. That is an urge. You're lucky you're a guy though, because you can like date some hot 20-something-year-old girl and, like, get to know her for a bit and be like, okay, now I'm, like, 49 or 50 or whatever. I really wish, like, some kid would come out of the woodwork and be like... It's me! And they're already... They already went through the the terrible twos and they're, like, 17. Yeah. They're like, they're Dad, co- I'm really fucked up, but now that I'm... Met, no, I don't want to... I'm just kidding. I, mean, I don't want some fucked up kid to be out there. It's probably, a, <laughs> probably a comedy genius. I wonder who that would be. That would be, be kind of cool, though, yeah. if, like, somebody came out of... Of the woodwork. Would you want your kid to do what you do? <laughs> I don't know. I hope you figure it out. Would you want one? Do I want one? Yeah. I do. My boyfriend's 35. I'm 37. I actually have a whole plan of when I want a kid. What's your plan? Oh, this is too real. Also, if I don't have a kid, that's fine. Because. Me too. There's a lot of. Kids. Kids out there. I have. I. I. Well, you don't have any brothers or sisters, but I am, uh, I'm at least an uncle. You're an uncle. Yeah. I'm a godfather. You're a godfather. And an uncle. See, I just feel that this man I'm with would be such a wonderful father and he loves kids. Sorry, I'm scratching my foot. I hope that's not offensive. Uh, gross. Don't look at my feet. How dare you scratch your foot? Stop looking at my huge feet. I'm just feet. looking at stuff. I'm okay. not I'm not obsessed about this, your foot. This relief, well, that's the problem. Well, you have that nice toenail nail polish. I'm looking, it's Thank popping you. out. I just feel like this guy <laughs> I'm dating would be such a good father. Well, let's do it. Oh, you? Go for it. No, but then he's not ready for a kid. We haven't even said I love you to each other yet. Like, you, you gotta take, I'm Maybe not ready. Maybe he'd love you if you would bear a child. Anyway, anyway. And I don't want to have a kid yet because I feel like I haven't like accomplished what I need to accomplish. I have this idea, like, you know. But I've you know a, what? It's never the right time, is it's it? It's never the right time. But I don't want to have a kid yet. I still want to have crazy sex with them all the time and travel and still get to know them and, f- and have fun mm-hmm. with them. I just hate that women have to be on this like. I've got to worry about like timing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like my clock ticking or like. I'm, we're not, not, I'm not on that clock. That you're not are. exactly. I am. It sucks. It's so annoying. Like, but you're not either. I'm not really. Am just I? Don't be. I'm just not. Okay. Yeah. Both of us are not. <laughs> both of us are not. But I have We're eggs. not subscribed to the time tables that a Normal lot of people are. are. Well, even Brent. I mean, when Brent's not pretending to be some asexual whatever at Target, I'm going to out him right now. He was like, he's like, I want a Don't baby. blow up a spot. I'm blowing it up. <laughs> Nobody, if it's a different, we have a different podcast listeners, whatever, uh, a different demo, but he's like, this is my friend, comedian Brent Weinbach. We went to, uh, you know, whatever elementary school and uh, junior high. But he's like, he's like, yeah, I, you know, I want a baby. I, I want, I want kids and a baby. But I need to meet somebody at this age because, like, he's like, you're already too, like, I'm too old for him because he needs time to get to know a girl. He has like a certain plan, like, uh-huh. and I get that, and I actually understand that because it's like, you know, how old can I be before I crank out a baby? We fully lost Doug. He's just in. Have you been watching Black Mirror? You could ever? be in your forties. I don't, that's what you say, all casual. But I think like, my grandma like, was like in her 40s when she had died. my dad. <laughs> when she had your dad? 
Yeah, then once the Black Mirror <laughs> realities begin, then you could... Uh, it's limitless. I just started watching that show. Would, it, would you rather have a baby and have it be random or clone yourself and make another Alexi? Oh, wow. Mm. Spell it Alexi, but then like with two eyes. So it's like Alex I I. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, do I get little Alexi? I have to be exactly me now when, as I am now. It's basically. No, it's not you now. It's a baby. A baby me? It's always going to be me? <laughs> it's, but like how that's I was? That's too weird, right? You don't want that. No, that sounds okay. <laughs> uh, I want my own kid. I want my kid with this brunette man that I'm dating. <laughs> I'm, but then I'm going to realize... Like, could a man be a brunette? He's Wouldn't brunette. Wouldn't he just be a brune? Oh, maybe. A bruno. A bruno. Because et it's a woman. would be the feminine, feminine suffix, wouldn't a it? bruno. Oh, he's a bruno. He's Got a bruno. It. It's exclusive stuff we're getting here on this uh, cool, long ep of the Love Lexi podcast where we explore Burning Man, feelings, potential dating scenarios that aren't real. Uh, do you want any of that essential take, oil? Yeah, that, gub, that bubble gum. Oh, that do you want some? Bum. Well, maybe I'll wait till the end show is over. Right, yeah, wait, wait till the end. You don't want me chewing. That's true. Your podcast uh, master. Listen, I don't know where else. <sighs> we started from the artist way, Burning Man, dating. Yeah. Oh, I feel like there's a few things that I wanted to... Touch on, please. You were talking about oh god, how your mom, oh during the earthquake, how people you noticed that people came together. Yeah, they're nicer and kind. Yeah, and that's maybe that's a little bit of that going on in Burning Man because it you kind of it's not posh. It's a difficult, dirty place, and you want to share everything, and it it forces you into a forced mode that people went into after that earthquake. Um, and I read this book called Tribe. Have you heard of it? It sounds familiar. Does it's, sound. it's a newer book, but it talks about that, and it's really interesting. It talks about, uh, like, during wartime, like during the Blitzkrieg of London, um, suicide rates went down to, like, zero. Uh, depression rates... I don't know if I'm talking about exactly the Blitzkrieg, but in times of war, depression rates go down. People, I think, even take less like prescription, like antidepressants. Suicide rates go down. Um, and people come back from war. Or they, they like miss... They don't like... They don't like... They didn't like the bombing. They didn't like being bombed by, Germ- by Nazis. But they missed the the sense of like the bonds the human bonds that form during those times those intense times and and men come back from war and they miss they don't miss being in the jungle being shot at but they miss the camaraderie being, the they that's what the PTSD is really yeah a lot of it is coming back to society and having no like purpose and not, not, and when you're in war, you have this like intense purpose and bond and, and it's, it's the highest, like the adrenaline high of being in, in war is probably like the most, the highest high they've ever had, probably higher than being on heroin or something. Yeah. And then you come back to this world where everything is nice and you don't, um, you know, people say thank you for your service, but you don't have a purpose anymore, and that's where the suicide rates come from. 
you know, and people, it's just very, the book is not saying war is good. It's saying we get so away from our neighbors in the way that society is now Yeah, that you just got to read the whole book. I'm not good at retaining information and stuff. You're great. No, I can also. That's kind of like the gist. That's a, a lot of the gist of it is that. Um, it's better to have like these communities. That's why Burning Man is so popular because people are like thirsty and they're craving this sort of like community that you don't get and everybody in the default role. world that we're living in now where we're in our little bubbles. And especially in LA, when you're in your car, your car is your like literally a little bubble yeah. and you're being separated from the rest of the world. And that's why podcasts are popular. That's why I listen to podcasts like more than music is because you can. You feel like you're with someone. You feel like you're connecting with someone. That's why I listen to them. I learn. I feel less alone. And I'm like, and wow. that's why I come here to talk on one. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> that's a real thing, though. You I should do a live one. I should. You ever think about that? Where would I do it? Just pick any venue. Maybe I'll try to do that. Yeah, I should do that. Maybe you don't need to. Is this where you have girls' night? I don't do that anymore. I just do the one-on-one sessions over Skype sometimes. What happened on Girls' like, Night? There must have been one bad one. Uh, there have been some bad ones, <laughs> and there was like this one girl who... But I want to go back to what you are saying, okay, too. Okay, okay, sorry, sorry. No, sorry. no, but it's like, so not to like make it less But that intense. is a real... That is a real problem, I think, with the modern society of of our culture. I've also noticed that, though, like not to like make it not as, not as intense, but... Or important... But I noticed from even having dated musicians who come back from tour where they're like, every day they've got a thing to do. There's a group mentality. Everybody's playing their part. They're, they're, there's like structure and a purpose and like whatever. And you're in this thing and it's going and it's yeah. just happening. And same with movie making. Like if you're t- making a show or like let's say you're making a movie and it's, everybody's together. It's like you're going to war. Yeah. Together, like going on tour I've been on tour many times and then like I come back and, and then I've you're been like, the dumps. Yeah, that's exactly... And the guys would come back home from tour and they'd be miserable. Like, they, during tour, it's like, this is stressful. I fucking got to do a show tonight. I, I can't believe home. it. And you're stressed out, but then you get over the show and it's done and you have this, like... You I, can't believe how much, like, adrenaline. I, you're pumped and then you have to do it again. But then when you come back and you don't have to do anything... And you're just there. It's just it's uh, stagnant again. It's a bad feeling. Stagnant sitting and you're just like, yeah. It's a bad feeling. Well, so now I do want like what, and I want to ask myself this too. After, what's going to make you back from Burning Man? You've been turned upside down. As you, you're like, Shh, so you take the, it up in a good way. Inspired. Back to before when I was talking about maybe when I get in the dumps about not feeling like I'm not fulfilled. You know, like I wish I had a TV show, for example. It's not really that. I just want to be doing. That's why I do these Instagram videos and stuff. I just make. I'll just make something. I'll just make a project for myself. Even if I'm not getting paid, I just need to be like, feel like I'm creating something. Yeah. And that, that's what makes me feel good. Also volleyball and skateboarding. So that's what makes you feel good. <laughs> but it's true though. So like, that's what I want to know. Like what? Oh, you know you... what else they said in this book? What? It was really neat. Was, and this is really heartbreaking, but the American Indians, um, when the West, you know, when the Western... Europeans would clash with them and they would have these f- battles. Sometimes um, they would capture some of the Native Americans and bring them into so and so, so called culture or like whatever, the Western civilization 
civilization. And they would, like 100% of the time, none of them, when they had the choice, would ever stay with the Europeans and the Americans. They would always go back to the tribe. Yeah. And also, a lot of times, the, the Indians would capture whatever, the... The white people. And they'd stay? The white people would be like, this is and great. A, a lot of the times, the white people would stay. They were like, this is way better than going back to that this so-called is- civilization. Oh, my God. Hold on. I'm having a breakthrough moment. This is why... There's many accounts. But this is why all of a sudden I call myself... I'm, uh, I have to just jump in with this. I'm an only child. I'm very independent. I'm very defensive. I've always said to men, I'm great being alone. I know how to be alone. I don't need you. I'm okay. Don't Don't feel sorry for me. The other day on the phone with the boyfriend, with the boyfriend, I said to him, I went, I was having separation anxiety because I'm, I've been so, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to chalk this up to being codependent or needy or clingy, but talking about tribe mentality of a, if there's a tribe of two, uh, like I actually enjoy, I thought I like being alone. I thought I like being a loner and that it's better, but, uh, I think I like being in a, in a relationship better. I, I'm shocked. I'm just shocked. I didn't know this about myself. I always thought like relationships would be the death of me. They're too difficult. They're too hard. It's hard to open yourself up. It's hard to like make time for someone. They're going to suck your energy dry. But I feel like, uh, anyway, whatever I'm just saying. I'm, I'm attributing yeah, this and equating I, I, this to me. I do live alone now, but I've had roommates Is it at, nicer when you're my roommates? House. A little bit because it gets you out of your head and all of a sudden you see the and world I differently? kind of like, even though some of the roommates, it's, well, what it is, is you got to have... It's nice to be with someone, but I you got, no it's idea. like also it's not good to be with the wrong person. Like you want, if uh, I if say it's a roommate, it's nice to be with people where there where you get along with everybody, and there's not that one bad. Like you can be quiet with someone. I can be quiet with my person. I love it. I miss living like in Chicago. I lived in a loft, and next to me there was another loft, and we had a we shared the roof space, and it was like this this community of like people and artists, and we all like. And it was like, I don't know, like I really missed that um, sense of community I had with yeah. with being in that situation. But you think, oh, I get get older, I buy a house, and I'll live in it by myself. No, but you want to meet somebody that maybe is... That sounds ideal, but it's not. You want to be... With a person. And not necessarily like... You want to like know your neighbors, and you want to well, knock on feel door. part of like... Do you know your neighbors? Yeah. You do? Do you have barbecues? But it could be better. Why? You see, have a barbecue. I could know more neighbors. Do you have a barbecue? Some of those neighbors are no high neighbors. <laughs> you know those no high neighbors? That's usually me. That's the kind of neighbor <laughs> I am where I'm like looking down. No, you go to Burning Man, you come back, you'll be a high neighbor. We need another earthquake. <laughs> we had one the other day. We need an earthquake <laughs> we need, it's to like bring us high... together. <gasps> um, and that's what they say about 9-11. When that happened, people in New York were a lot more friendly. Oh, yeah. Wait, do you have a barbecue, though? You, you wouldn't answer me. I have a barbecue. Well, have a barbecue then. Or do you and you just don't tell me? I have them so many. No, you do? Of course I would invite you. <laughs> okay. No, I used to have a lot of more parties, but I think I have like one party a year now. They're expensive and time-consuming. It's stressful because it you don't stressful. get to enjoy it the whole time. You're just like, is everyone okay? Is there enough ice over here? Yeah, that's true. And then there's everyone asking you all these question after question. Like what? <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Oh my God. All right. We are going to wrap this up and land this plane. Wait, what was I going to say though? Something. Okay. So what do you want? What's going to make you feel fulfilled? Like feel fulfilled? Like what's the new you in Los Angeles up to? Let's make a list. A to do like Doug... Walks towards his. If it's not a yes, it's a hell no. no.
That's the new me. Fuck if it's you. Not, it's not, if it's not a hell yes, it's not it's a hell a yes, no. it's a no. Is that okay? for my podcast, you monster? That's, that's, <laughs> these are the choices I'm making. I'm going to start saying more no's. I say a lot of yeses. And I think that's driving me nuts. And then I'm like, I have too much shit to do. Is like this podcast? This podcast was a hell yes. Okay, good. Just don't put it out. Oh my god! <laughs> no one's gonna list both both of those. No girls, one's listening. Both right? of those girls. Any girl who has a crush on you will be listening to this podcast Ugh. because they probably already follow me. If she's a cool, if you're dating anybody cool or know any cool girls, she's they're already following me. They're gonna see you pop up. Oh, or it's gonna come up on the explore page. Doug, that's weird. I'm making out with him. <laughs> um, and then they're going to click on the thing and they're going to be like, oh my God, thank God. Women are excellent detectives. We are the best detectives. We. You said something interesting on your, on the one I was listening to about like. Not today. That's rude. The whole thing about like looking at people's Instagram likes and stuff and how you don't really need to do that because if there was something up. We'd know. Intuitively. Know. Intuitively. My body. Yes. And I've, I'm not. <clears throat> I've never like cheated, but like whenever there was something up, it's like the girl knows, you yeah. know what I mean? And I know men know too they when do. something's a little bit off, like you can just tell immediately. Like I was seeing someone not very seriously and then I just like knew she's like, oh, I'm seeing someone else now. I'm like, yeah, I kind of knew that, but yeah. you didn't, I didn't know that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like those kind of things you just like, it's immediately apparent. Yeah. So don't go digging. Don't go digging. Where there's no gold. Mm. I don't know. Where's the gold? I don't know. Where is I the gold? I think I ran out of like things to say. I know. It's a hot box in here. I know. It's an earnesty hot box <laughs> I got to get here. back to work. Uh, what are you going to do? I'm going to get back home. I'm going to, I have my edit, my podcast. I did a podcast at Burning Man with James, my friend James. You did? I recorded it in the car. On the way there. On your iPhone? And then the second way, half on the way back. On your iPhone? On the iPhone. And you think it's high enough quality? i got to edit it a lot. Is it high enough quality? iPhone, it's going to be noisy on the way back because uh, we are driving. But on, but iPhones sound great. Okay, hold on one second. Let me just get this straight, though. So what are your new post-Burning Man life goals? You're making something every day. You got a podcast that comes out every week, right? It's called the Poundcast. It comes on out whenever I'm whimsical. Whenever he's feeling inspired, you should actually get the artist way. I know. You might I like gotta it. wake up every day do and your make my pages. list. I gotta do my more. I've been doing morning pages, by the way. Three pages a day, uncluttering not, not your mind. Th- oh, you gotta do three. Yeah. I don't know the rules on morning pages. Well, just three pages. But here's the bummer. But I did write. I, I did a big notepad. I should be using a little one because then I'm just. I write. Uh, yes. I wrote some. Some journal entries in Burning Man. Great. That's good. If you do three entries, no, three pages a day, every morning you unclutter your brain. Do you meditate? Do you chant or anything? I started chanting. I took a meditation course at Burning Man. Did you like it? Be, and this was something new that I'm going to get into where he had a metronome. Oh, really? Clicking at 60, sec, 60 beats per minute, which is apparently the something about the heart rate. Um, is ideal or something. 60 beats So you, you, you breathe in on six clicks and then you breathe out on six clicks. Because most of the time when you breathe, it's erratic. It's like you breathe in quick and you breathe out long, a long sigh. But this te- there's something about breathing equally the amount of time in and equally the amount of time out. Yeah. Something about that is special. Well, I'm going to try that. It's, it balances you. 
Well, I've been doing Buddhist I, chanting. I do yoga. You do? Hot yoga. You do? Uh, I got to get back into that class. See those beads over there? Yes. Those are my... <laughs> Is that your meditation pillow? Yes. And then I sit there and I look at, uh, with my eyes open at a point I in the wall. I notice there's no TV in here. Yes, sir. There's still oh, left. Well, it's right there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Whoopsies. See. Um, but I do, because I was going to go, are you on antidepressants? No. Have you ever been? I've never taken anything like that. Neither have I. And I almost did because I was so anxious in this relationship. And instead, my friend, uh, he was like, try Buddhist chanting. So, and you leave your eyes open. And yeah, I got to try that chanting. Well, you start, it's like, oh God, this is embarrassing, or whatever, but you go like, no, it's Nam Mio Ho Renge Kyo. Nam Mio Ho Renge Kyo? So then you, yeah, so then you do it over and over again. And then it's like, if you need a breath, you go like, oh God, this is, this is the most vulnerable thing I've ever done. I heard it. I, I on heard that podcast. this. Yeah. And what's cool is like, it keeps going and you catch up to it. You remember the detail yeah. of what I said. I, yes. li- I told you I listened. I I'm a fan. I can't believe it. You'd be a wonderful boyfriend. What are your fans called? Oh, we got to come up with a name. Like, uh, Mine are the Pound Puppies, pound? a.k.a. Pound Pimples, a.k.a. Pound Pumples. Oh, my God. I know. We talked about this when I was on your podcast. And like Lady Gaga has her monsters. You have uh-huh. all your like, Pound Puppies, Pound Pimples, <laughs> Pound Pumples. <laughs> what are you going to be called? Come up with it right now. If you leave me with anything. Oh, I mean, this, is, this is chock full of kernels of wisdom and knowledge. See, this is something I did at Burning Man, too, is give people their playa name. Give me my playa name. Hmm. DJ well, Fussy. it's usually oh. it's something that maybe it's. Uh, well, I it you, I don't want to say it, Create me. dead air thinking about it. No, create it. I don't care. I can edit it out. Bangy. Bangy. <laughs> Wait. So I would just be bangy. That's what I would just be. I don't know. I just looked at your bangs and I thought bang bangs and then bangy. I, I immediately I thought fussy. Fussy. Because it's like I'm not. I'm well, it, it could be, um, hmm, let's think here. I was having comfort. You, you think, you know what your You know what your playa name should be? What? Sweatbox. Sweat, because it's so hot in here? Yeah. It's Hold just on. Something that is. Stop picking it up in a sec. But <clears throat> it has, usually it's like something that's going on with um, the scene that you're, the, um, this, the. Uh, oh my God, it is so hot. Why don't you throw a fan? Because it's like, oh my God. It's, like it's too loud. What? Camel toe? Yeah. I feel like I got these jeans altered and, or <laughs> tailored and like, and it just like uh, goes up my vagina and like spreads it out. I oh, like, don't look. I hate that. Okay. <laughs> anyway. You know what? Look, I'm, since I went to Burning Man, I'm wearing a necklace with a harmonica on oh it. Oh my God. Play a tune. <laughs> Prove to people that you really aren't lying. <laughs> oh my god I don't really know how to play it But it's a mini harmonica That was a gift that I got at Burning Man You got for free? I, br- I made some gifts too you I made necklaces gifts? with um, USB drives on them You did? Mm-hmm. Some of my music on there Really? Wait, where do people find all your I'm stuff? I'm just going to make music now I'm, I'm not a comedian anymore No Wait, you're a stand-up though, right? I'm so confused I'm performing at the Eldale Swim Fest on October 6th. At the Adult Swim Fest, October 6th? Yeah. And that's got me stressed out. Why? How many minutes? Because I have to do an hour. 
You're doing an hour? How am I going to do an hour? Yeah. God, just play this podcast. Play half of this podcast. Play a quarter of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best, longest, best podcast we've ever done oh together today. Oh, my God. Today. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, of all two podcasts. Of all the two podcasts we've done. Um, I feel better now the window's open. Do you feel okay? What do you have to do today? I mean... I got to get back to my life and I have to I know. I got to take care of my dog. You got to kick comedy's ass. What do I have to do tonight? Kick comedy's arse, as my boyfriend would say, because he's British. It was arse. Oh, they got that wrong. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I just hope that, like, I can release this, because if he doesn't say I love you on our six-month anniversary trip that's tomorrow till Sunday, I got to edit these bits out. Don't be putting that pressure on there, on him. I know. He sounds... He's, he sounds absolutely I know. brilliant. He does, doesn't he? Sounds lovely. <laughs> no, don't find the one thing. His, his not loving don't me? Don't put him to the test. He's just, it's a word. It's a word? It's a feeling. Don't worry about the word. It's a lifestyle. Maybe he says he loves you in other ways. He does. He's an actions guy. He does all the nice, best stuff. But See? if he can't muster up Give a guy credit words. for the action he does. I know, but if he That's can't muster... That's the credit I need. All I want the words now, baby. <laughs> It's a lifestyle. Okay. I'm all What's about his love. Name? I'm sending him a DM. I'll give him a tip him off. No. <laughs> I've, I've never said his real name on this podcast. I don't want anybody to find him. I am so angry. If anybody listening out there... Oh, forget it. I'm not going to say it. They find I met him. him. I forgot his name. Well, that's but not if anyone wants to know, DM me and I'll show you his. No. <laughs> I, I don't know what Okay. So Adult Swim Fest. Well, how come they didn't... Did Were you going on this anniversary trip? Going to Two Bunch Palm Palms. Springs. Two Bunch Palms. I was so close. Yeah. Pretty, pretty is that where you sit in a mud bath? Sit in a mud bath. And he's already booked. You know how, what a wonderful boyfriend he is? He booked our spa treatments. He, and he called me. He goes, I booked our spa treatments. We're getting a mud bath and then a couple's massage. He must be a pedophile, right? He's probably like a murderer. It's too good <laughs> to be true. Yeah, it's too good to be true. Too good to be true. That's how our puss is Did right. Did you meet his mom? <laughs> <laughs> She's in England. Would you Skype her or anything? I would like to. I asked actually. I asked to Facetime with his dad, and he was like, "His dad's really quiet. He was like shy. He's like, and I went, "Is that because you don't like me? You don't take me seriously?" He's like, "No, it's just because we." They're not like that in London. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's a Jack the Ripper. <laughs> Maybe he's the grandson of Jack the Ripper. <laughs> I want him to Facetime with with my with his dad. This is a oh my god. Now I have a million reasons to be upset. Oh okay, my wait. god, this is a long podcast. How it long is. Are we going? Don't look. Really long. It's not that long. I think Wait. it's fun. <gasps> yeah, wow. That's I know. Cool. We're so long. We're just long. I feel special. Lives. I know. I'm just like. Just now the only reason to leave is to beat traffic. I know. What it actually wasn't it? that bad sneaking over here. I know you got here right faster. Down Beverly. I was going to do my morning pages and chant. Oh, chant. Let's do the chant. Okay. Ready? One, mm-hmm. two, three. Nom. Nah. I don't know what it is. <laughs> okay, hold on. Follow my lead. I can't just memorize Follow. that like immediately. Wait, hold on. One, two, three. I love you. Oh. <laughs> Nom. De, de. <laughs> no, listen. Nom, Nom. mio. Nom Wait. mio. Nom mio ho range kio. Nom mio, mio. ho. <laughs> it's actually behind <laughs> you. Grab that thing over there. It says introduction to Buddhism Nom right behind mio. you. Nom mio. Yves Saint Laurent. I see an Yves Saint Laurent. I got it. I should be storing. I'm in a fight with my mom now because of the. Don't story me. I'm all. You look great. Okay, ready? Do you see it's it? Down take, here. Take it. Take out the things. 
Okay, here we we'll, we'll 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 end with a chant. But you know, there's oh, more okay. to talk about. And then I'll get all the other info. Namio ho renge. Renge, renge, renge. Kyo. Okay, ready? So we start slow. We do it phonetically, and then can we'll I start. say the English words of them? No, well, tell them what people what they mean. Devotion, mystic, law, lotus flower, sutra. Well, they say lotus flower because a lotus flower grows through the muck and has to get through all the muck, all the like. The dirt and the grime. And the tadpoles. And the tadpoles that come to the other side to flourish and be beautiful. And it's a metaphor for existence. What about like, sutra? What does that mean? I don't know, Clue. I don't know. There's some sex? I hope so. Oh, you yeah. you got the camera and then you got the sutra. Yes, that's true. Okay, ready? Ready. I could get into that. Yeah. And you know why it's good? You leave your eyes open. You start to trip balls. You kind of do. If you do it for a half hour, you can do it for half an hour, hour or 20 minutes, 10, sorry, 10 minutes, 15, 20, whatever. But then you leave your eyes open and you do it over and over again. You take your breath, you jump right back into it. And all of a sudden, yeah, it does make you high and it makes you lightheaded. And like, but they also say it chips away at your karma. Like if you believe in that kind of stuff, but you know, I'm just learning. Chips about away at your karma. Well, it's like, let's say it's like you're here to like get to another karmic so, level or like, or pay for the, your past karma. Uh, Duncan believes in this stuff, I believe. I don't know. He but I mean, it chips away at like, you got something good coming to you. Like, nah, nah, you don't. Yes. You met- no, it's good stuff. It's like, <laughs> it's like if you're having financial problems, if you're like having worries about love or life or fulfillment or whatever, it's like, it's a, uh, it's just a unsullied. It like, I don't know. It chips away at the bad stuff and gets you more to like, uh, who you truly are. Like your authentic, true self. That's like, mm. was born into this. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? Like it's like a it's a beautiful thing. No, I'm thing. into it. And I'm, I I like I have it. To, I just have to find the meditation that's right for me. But you just say this because cha- I mean, my friends do meditation. They do. I'm going to try this chant. I just like it. That's it's different. Nice. Yeah, it's just like sitting there grounded. quietly. Boring. Um, well, maybe I have to spend a thousand dollars and do the no. Do that class that my friends do. Oh my God, where they give you your word? They give you their mantra. No, no, no. Don't do that. And you spend upwards of two grand. No. And you take the class. I don't like it. And you become very successful and you make movies and TV shows up the wazoo. Scientology? (laughs) Is that what it is? No, it's um, um, Transcendental Uh, Meditation. It's the David Lynch Foundation? Some of my friends do it. I don't know. Um, Johnny does it. Eric Andre might do it. He does some kind of transition. Uh, oh, I don't know if it's transcendental, but it's it's something like that. How do you do it? I don't know. I have to spend the thousand dollars to learn it. My but they give you a mantra. It. Yeah, That's and it. it seems to really work for my friends who are who do it. Swear by it. But do you think they're like I paid for this? I'm gonna make sure it works. Yeah, kind of sounds. I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. Did I like you? to do yoga. I think that's kind of a meditation thing. Riding my bike is meditative. Morning. That's where I get meditative. all my ideas is when I'm doing something active and the blood is coursing through my body. I can't just sit there at a low re- heart rate. Pod- Nothing's going to come. Like podcasting. I need to get a standing desk on my bike. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do next? What do you want to make? Because listen... The pod, you have the podcast that comes out on, uh, you know, uh, whatever. Uh, you're, you know, on your, what are you looking at? The mirror? 
I look at the mirror a lot because there's an interesting cut on the, the bevel of the side of it. Oh, really? And that's just the things I look at. Listen. Close one eye. Close one eye. I like to close one eye and look at a Hewlett Packard printer in a mirror. Oh, God. I have a printer. <laughs> Sometimes people come over just to, 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 to print out something for them. Um, okay. Yeah. You got the podcast. You've got the Poundcast, right? Which, why do I do that? Why? Because you connect to people. It. Why would you quit it? You're compelled to do butt. it. Why? What's the most pain in the butt thing about podcasting? Because I feel like I got to do it to like... Have momentum in your just life? Just keep the keep myself relevant. That's exactly why I do this. And I can focus on other things and just do videos every week. Do you make a video a week for your Instagram? Because the podcast, I have, I have Brent, my co-host. He's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And then I have to, we have to schedule our schedules. And then we have to find a guest. Oh, and we okay. have to like, all these things have to come together every week. Yeah. You know, it's a pain. You can just sit here living the life of Riley and say, come to my apartment. No. <laughs> No, it's so hard to wrangle you here. It took weeks. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Now that I'm here, I can't leave. I know. We're going for three hours. We are Rogan going style. <laughs> we, are, we are going Rogan style. Do you do a video a week, though? I feel really relaxed. And I, you know, I feel no, like... No, I don't do a video a week, but that's what I want to do. Uh, okay, so let's but make I a list. But I don't because other things come up. No, you're doing a video a week. We're getting you back on the journey and the path to who you really are and who you're meant to be. We're going to make you reach your full potential and then me too. I'm going to do some videos. A video a week. But I'm going to show them at the adult. I'm going to premiere them at the adult swim fast. Oh, really? So I don't have to do an hour of stand-up, which I don't have. How do you describe your comedy? <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. How would somebody <laughs> describe you? <laughs> um, well, I try to do things that are not, that are um, unique. That are not unique? That are unique. That are Something you haven't seen before. I try to do, um, that's my goal, is to do original, uh, try to do, a, a, my, my stand-up, for example, I do it as a DJ, and I do that because I don't think anyone else is doing that. So if it's not funny, at least it's unique. It's funny. I just try to be unique. I don't try to be funny. There's no laughs. But people sit there, and they're like, that's something different. I I'm not laughing, but that's something different, and I appreciate it. And they shake my hand afterwards. Thank you for doing something so different. That is really something. That is neat. They tell me after the show, that was neat. Thanks a lot. That's all I care about. So I'm not, I don't do comedy. I just do stuff that's neat. Oh, my (laughs) God. Oh, my goodness. How dare you? How dare you? All right. You perform. How often do you perform? Your next show is October when? We already said it in the intro in a second ago. <sighs> well, you know what? I'm doing Lindsay. Have you done Lindsay Ames's My Diary? She has never asked me. I've run into her a million times. She must not like me. She doesn't want me to do it. That's ridiculous. You'd be perfect. That's what I think. Tell I've her when you do done, the show. I've never, well, I'll she asked me. To, I'm going to be there next week. Next week? What's, what's the show? I'll tell you. Maybe this sh- this podcast may have aired by that, or may not have aired. Okay, well, I think it's the, like next Thursday. What? So it's like September something or other. Something. Or other. You're doing a My Diary show. You're doing the Adult Swim Fest. Um, oh, I bet you have listeners all over the country. Yeah, I'm gonna be in Brooklyn. I'm doing some t- shows with Brent. Yeah, thank is you. It, now is the time for plugs. Yes, please. It's what time? It's oh my god! <laughs> it's like we've been doing this podcast for five it's hours. Forever. Uh, you know, Burt Reynolds, Reynolds died today. 
I know. He was... There he is, everybody. He was a master. I used to love um, Smoking the Bandit when I was a kid. Did you ever watch those? I think I did. Dude, Cannonball Run? These are seminal movies. Okay. Here's some plugs. I'm going to be in L.A. October 2nd at the Satellite with Coolsy and Joe Jack Talcum at the Satellite. Then I'm going to be in Long Beach on October 3rd with Coolsy and Joe Jack Talcum from the Dead Milkmen. Oh, wow. Adult Swim Fest is October 6th. October 6th. Can you put me on the list for that? Plus one? Shoot. I have some other dates here, but it doesn't, doesn't say what city they are. So I will tell you this, though. I am going to be at the Knitting Factory in New York City on October 11th with Brent Weinbach. <gasps> I am going to be at the Good Good Comedy Theater on October 12th with Brent Weinbach in Philadelphia. I believe that's Philadelphia. Yes. October 13th, I'm going to be at the Drunken Unicorn in Atlanta with Brent Weinbach. October 14th, I'm going to be in Washington, D.C. at the Comedy Loft with Brent Weinbach. October 15th, I'm going to be flying back to Los Angeles on American Airlines. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're on that flight, come say hi. Oh! Oh my God. <laughs> Wait, so you're fully going on a comedy tour? Yeah, I mean, yeah. When, you, when you spend years crafting a show, memorizing the pitch, delivering the pitch, making a sizzler, mm-hmm. and they say no, you go back on the road and you get back to work. Oh! Oh my god! <laughs> Did you pitch a show to Adult Swim and they didn't buy it? <clears throat> um, Adult Swim is awesome. Let me tell you. Oh boy. I have nothing against Adult Swim, but yes, I mean, oh that did. Yes, happen. I've pitched many shows to them that they pass on. Um, but that's fine. But that's they wondering. they picked one up called the Pound Hole. They did. Yeah, it was just a it was just a one episode special, but I did a show called The Pound Hole. What was that? You can see it online if you want to look it up. Yeah, it was a dance club show where I'm the DJ. The Pound Hole. <laughs> the Pound Hole. So I have the Pound Hole, the Pound House, the Pound Cast, and the original Pound Cast. What was the original? Which was on Super Deluxe. Oh, what happened to them? Who are those guys? And again? that the Poundcast, the original Poundcast, was a web series. I also do Two Wet Crew. Oh yeah, what's Two Wet Crew? <laughs> what's Two Wet Crew? I can't believe we're still here. I know. Well, whatever. Let's wrap it up, though. I should go home. I got to take care of my dog. Okay, go live your life. I've already said all these things. <sighs> two Wet Crew. Intro. I mean, you could look that if if your listeners aren't familiar with me, they should look up Two Wet Crew. But is it a show? It's. Um, it's a comedy night that I have done with my friend Mikey Campman and Jay Weingarten. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done it for many years. It used to be a monthly show at the Satellite and in now, Silver Lake. Yes. Then we took a hiatus. Mm-hmm. Now we do it um, 
semi-regularly at the Virgil, but every time we make a we do a show, we do a we make a video. So there's many two at crew videos on YouTube. When's the next you two? Look at, them up. When's the next two at crew? That show? is lo-fi absurdist humor. But when's the next show? <laughs> like November. All right. Because Mikey just got a job working on a movie for three months. Listen, I'm excited for you to do your morning pages to see where this post Burning Man you takes you on your journey. I got to keep my habits, my good habits, strong and alive. How do I do it? You just do it. Should I paint something on the wall that says, like a list? You know, you have a list of stuff to do, but there's always going to be things you should do every day. Morning pages. Oh, yeah. Meditate. Meditation. Chanting. Chanting is meditation, though. So you can just... That's okay. killing two well, birds. Well, okay, that could be slash chanting. Mm-hmm. And what else? Um, eating an apple. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> saying hi to your neighbor. Just put that, paint it on the wall. You got plenty of white space on these walls. I know. You could put that, but you don't need it because you do it every day anyway. No, I but don't. Me, what should I, I need do? reminders. What should I do? Give me some you life advice. You could text me every day. Tell me, don't forget morning pages. I should. Tell me what to do every day to make my life flourish. Give me some Burning Man wisdom and then we'll Just really wrap it get up. Get out of the house and walk around. Okay. Um, do something that you're scared of. Every day. <laughs> I feel like that's, I feel like that's, that's other, a ridiculous advice, isn't it? That's bullshit advice. I mean, I, I like that. I like getting, I mean. Do something every day that scares you. That's One stupid. Thing. No, it's every not. day. Yes, every day. Even going on a date is scary. To me, everything scares me, actually. I think everything scares me. So for me. Some things that scare you, scare you for a reason because they suck. Don't yeah. do. Look, I went to Burning Man because it kind of scared me. Yeah. It, it was something, especially once my friends dropped out. I was really stressed out going into it. Like, what am I doing? Where am I going? But I just did it, and I'm glad I did it. It wasn't, like, super life-changing. Maybe it was, and I don't realize it, you know. But it was quite an experience that I'm glad I had. Yeah. And I'm taking the positive things from it, and I'm going to apply it to my world. And I'm not going to take the bullshit from the assholes anymore. Yeah, don't take it. (laughs) Fuck you. Oh, my God. Go take care of your dog. (laughs) But wait. One, two, three. I love you. Can you watch my dog for me next week? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's do it. Okay. One, One, two, two, three. three. I I love love you. you. As a friend. Ah! (laughs) 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 Thank you for being on my podcast, Doug. Thanks, Alexi. Bye. Bye.